Brock, it's 549. And Pink Floyd, Rock 102. Uh, oh, I should probably have a weather forecast in front of me. Uh, it's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, welcome back, by the way. Hey, thanks. Yeah, it's very good to have you back. What do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Megan the Rock Uh, Dax Shepard is one creepy mother trucker, don't you think? I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell are not traditional parents, not, e- not even on a subject where even the most liberal parents tend to get conservative. Their kids having sex. Dax and Kristen have two daughters ages six and eight, and Dax is not going to be the overbearing dad. On his Armchair Expert podcast, he said, Of course, the most generic thing every guy says to me is, Oh, you better have a gun. There's going to be guys coming around. This notion I have to protect my daughter's virginity with great prejudice if is necessary. My response is, I don't want my daughters to have sex so they can get approval from somebody. But if they're horny and want to have sex, that was my favorite activity and remains my favorite Mm -hmm. activity. Uh, So, yes, I'm going to say go ahead. You know, that's very easy to say when your kids are six and eight years old. But as soon as they start butting into young women, you start to have uh, a little bit of a different point of view. Why would you even get into a conversation about this anyway? Because I have the feeling that if you throw anything at Dak Prescott, He's going to open his trap up about it and not shut up. Is, is that his name on some show? Dax? Dax Shepard. Oh, you said yeah, Prescott. Why did I say Prescott? Yeah, Dax Shepard. Why did you say that? Are you I've mix- got a cold. Are you mixing him up with somebody else from... No. I are either. you mixing him up with some other douchebag named Prescott? I think it's just Dax. That's a, it's a silly, stupid name. It is a stupid I name. I mean, can you imagine going through your whole life with a weird name? Yeah, and she. And what's wrong with her? Ain't nothing Being, wrong with her. I, no, nothing wrong with her except for the fact that she's married to Dax Shepard. Yeah. Or is it Prescott? <laughs> Whatever. One of the two. The uh, shot that killed the cinematographer and wounded the director on the set of the Alec Baldwin movie, Rust, appears to have been a live round, although that has not yet been confirmed. How has that not yet been confirmed? I would it's think been, that'd be the easiest thing to confirm. It's been almost a week. And we haven't figured out whether it was a real bullet or not. And and when they say live round, have, you've probably been talking about this a, li- a little bit. But you know, you know, when it comes to like guns and bullets and stuff like that, I kind of yeah. you know my eyes glaze over and I stop really paying attention. Because my understanding is live round could mean a blank bullet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's yeah. exactly the case. But they're uh, also see the thing is. Actors are also trained in this kind of stuff. This is not the first time that he's held a fake gun in a movie. Right. Right now. So, I mean, he should he should have known better. But on the other hand, you know, the guy that set up the prop. I think there's blame to go I think there's a lot of blame all, all over around. the place. Yep. Joe Buck says he once called Brett Favre, uh, called a Brett Favre touchdown while peeing in a bottle. Uh, quote, we came back from a break and I was peeing and the action started. And I called a touchdown while urine was coming out of my body. Again, that uh, kind of that kind of confirms my opinion of Joe, of Joe Buck. That that just ruined Joe Buck for me. I didn't have Joe Buck in high esteem anyway. Well, I mean, like, what are you going to do? You're in that booth for the entire game. Sometimes those games go uh, four hours, you know, depending if there's overtime or whatever. Well, there is, you know, there are commercial breaks. You can just you know step out of the booth for a second. Yeah, but I bet you there's more stuff going on behind the scenes than we know about. This is why you always yeah. go before you start a broadcast. Yeah, but and you and you don't drink like those guys on that Patriots pregame show, right? Or, or the postgame show. <laughs> yeah. They're all drunk by the time 
They're doing the post-game show. But so is everybody who's listening to it. Uh, Adam Levine defended himself after video of him went viral. Uh, video went viral of him recoiling from a woman who jumped on stage and hugged him during a Maroon 5 show. He says he loves and respects his fans, but he was really startled. Well, That's had to have happened to him before, right? Yeah, but, uh, you know, don't give the guy some... Give the guy some room. Uh, you don't jump up on stage and just start grabbing Adam Levine. Did you see the video? No, I haven't seen it. So this woman jumps up, yeah. right? Security's on her like a like faster than you can say five. Yeah. And uh, you know he just he's just looking at her like, what are you doing? I'm Adam Levine, but I'm not I'm not worthy of jumping on a stage and hugging. But every woman in the crowd is jealous of that woman that was carted off stage. They, yeah, all they, want it. they all want to be here. They all wanted to touch her as she was uh, being uh, moved out in restraints. Because if you can't touch him, touching her is almost like the same thing. Uh, Darius Rucker uh, pranked visitors at Madame Tussauds Nashville by pretending to be a wax figure of himself. He posed next to other country star wax figures. And when guests uh, walked by, he came alive and startled them. Hey, it's Hootie. <laughs> it's Hootie. And I'm in wax. No, but it's the real Hootie. I could... <laughs> That's what you, know, you ever go to Ma- Madame Tussauds? I mean, sometimes those uh, wax figures look just like the real thing. Yeah. They On do. the other hand, you, how long has it been since Hootie and the Blowfish was actually relevant to anybody? Um. Well, me. I, I was just singing it last night. <laughs> With a little love and some timbers. <laughs> Walk across the wall. See, I know all the words. Yeah, man. it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, Kids Bop released their own censored version of uh, Lil Nas X's uh, Montero, which is called Me By Your Name. Many of the lyrics, of course, had to be changed, and leaving Lil Nas was left speechless of how funny it is. They, like, they really had to... That's the thing when they when the Kids Bop any song. <laughs> they did WAP. It was two seconds long. Yeah, they didn't... Uh, like, like, they did uh, Thrift Shop. I remember them doing Thrift Shop. Uh, for example, in the real song, there's a line yeah, that goes, I, "This is doggone awesome." <laughs> yeah. Uh, for example, in the real song, there's a line that goes, uh, "Quote: I want to sell what you're buying. I want to feel your your butt in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I want that jet lag from effing and flying. Shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of imagery there. Now here's the ten year old version. Ready? <laughs> I want to sell what you're buying. I want to lie on the beach in Hawaii. I want that jet lag from living and flying. Put a smile on your face while we're dining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can see why you might think that's a funny. Child in your mouth. Oh uh, yeah, it's a, kids say the darndest thing. Oh things. man, no, little Nas X says the darndest thing. <laughs> that's, that's true the, too. That's the problem. Dish Network found which Halloween uh, kids movie is the most popular in each state based on Google search data. The uh, most popular in 13 states is Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. All right. Followed by uh, Coraline. What the hell is that? That's another kids movie. Uh, Ghostbusters in eight and Beetlejuice in five. I mean, yeah, the Scooby-Doo movie, I didn't think I've ever even seen. I don't think I've seen that either. Like, it's hard for me to say that's a popular film. Is that... Oh, is it... A Halloween-based movie, or is it just about the spooky adventures yeah, I, I, of Halloween? I, I couldn't tell you. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Car of the Year and the Hyundai. <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 609 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. You know where you are? You in the jungle, baby.
Well, that's my favorite part of the song. Yeah, that's good. That's gonna right. be. Uh, it's it's almost as if Axl Rose is across is across from me right now. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, gonna be mostly sunny today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. We got uh, Scott Zolak coming up after eight o'clock today. Brought to you by the Leo Auto Group and uh, Robert Westerfield. Westy. Westy. From uh, MGM, poker is coming back, and it's coming back on Friday, and we'll be talking about that and maybe a few other things, too. Poker? I don't even know her. It also happens to be a Thunderbird Thursday. Your chance to win all kinds of stuff from the Thunderbirds, but that's uh, a little bit later on this morning. Thunderbird? I don't even know her. See? There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I took, a, I took a few days off. I had to, uh, I had to do this thing... Uh, to go, I had to go visit my mom. My mom's not doing very well. Right. She's, uh, you know, 78 years old. She's got uh, she's got dementia. Late, it's starting to get late-stage dementia and Alzheimer's. And it's really, uh, really just a sad, sad situation. And I don't, I'm not going to get into that portion of it. Right. But I have so much sympathy for anybody who cares for one of their elderly parents because we're getting to that age where, you know, you got, you, you're starting to deal... You probably have dealt with the some of the ailments of your parents, um, injuries. And yeah, things like I mean that. they've they've been reasonably healthy. Yeah, thank God. This is uh, this is much worse. This is obviously the like the end, and uh, you know it's probably going to be the last time that that I actually see my mom in right. person. Uh, but she's comfortable. She's in a great place. Uh, it's just a it's just a a really awful disease, and I don't wish that on anybody. No, you know any that even that whole experience, but. However, I did uh, I did fly. So uh, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part yeah, of like, the whole trip. <laughs> Let me talk about the funny part about my mom's illness. Well, you you, you got to have a little bit of humor when you're talking about death. Right? Well, because you know? uh, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, anyway, so I go uh, to Bradley Airport the other the other morning, Monday morning, to uh, to, to fly out to Atlanta. I got a direct flight, so that's nice and easy. That's good. Um, so I get to the airport around. Uh, the flight is at six thirty five, and I get to the airport about ten of five. Ryan. Okay. At the airport, go inside, and of course the security line is out the door, down the hall. <laughs> of course. You know, all the way through the lobby to the ticketing area and and whatnot. But I'm like, whatever. It's I got enough time. It, it's it's an hour and a half before the flight leaves. I, I, I I'll, I'll be able to make it through. You're good. So I'm standing in line, and it's actually moving fairly quickly. You know, through the through the airport, and. We get to a point where I actually reach the roped-off area. Okay. You know, because they do begin that roped-off area a mile away from where you started. So you weren't even near a rope. No, but again, it was moving uh, very quickly. And all of a sudden, uh, this guy, I hear this voice from the side of my head going, Hey, man, thanks for saving my spot for me. And, he, and I look over, and there's this guy. He's a, very much a hipster, you know, with the glasses and the beard. Sure. You know, and uh, he's got a $20 bill. Wait, like so, I would let him cut in line. He's handing you a twenty dollar bill. He wants to cut in line. He like you know. So I'm at that point where I would be able to let him in that line, just to get into that rope doctor. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And for a split second, I thought, yeah, I should take this money. But then I'm like, no, because all these other people around me are gonna be. It's like gonna be like a mob. Like, they're going to be yelling stuff at me. They're probably going to be telling the TSA guy, I saw him with a knife in his bag. Yeah. You know, well, things could, like that. Well, the, you become just as guilty of being a jerk and right. letting him in for the 20 bucks as he is even offering that $20 to you. So, so I said to him, uh, I'm sorry, man. My moral compass only points north. <laughs> 
and uh, he's like, "Really, man?" And I'm like, "Yeah." What time's your flight? And he and now it's it's like twenty after five, right? right. And he goes six o'clock, and I'm like, "Ah, you'll make it. Just go to the back. You'll be fine." So why would you want to go through, uh, you know, to get through security? Only to wait an extended amount of time just sitting there. Wouldn't you rather just be there right when the plane's ready to leave? Well, if you walk into, if you walk into a crowded terminal, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what kind of what? How big of a set do you have thinking that a twenty dollar bill is going to get you where you need to go? Uh, listen, if I'm twenty people behind you and I see this going on, yeah. I'd be out of my mind and be so angry. That's what I'm talking about. And the girl, and even the lady behind me was like, "Thank you," like thanking me for not yeah. being a jerk. And even the guy in front of me goes, "Our flight's at six o'clock too." I don't know what he's bitching about. <laughs> but it's funny when you're standing in line and you see all the the people that come in. Now I already know. I was like, I knew the security line was going to be long. Right. I've experienced this before, so I was there in plenty of time. It it doesn't. It, it's not an hours long wait. For the security line at Bradley, it's probably about thirty minutes by the time when you're in that long line. Right. If you were flying out of Logan or yeah. you know, Laguardia, it might be something different. Yeah. But you know what? It's beyond your control. You can't do anything about it. So whatever. You just get in line with the rest of the herd of bull, and you, you get into you wait for, to get into the security line. So uh, you hear all these people walking by, and you know these like. The Karens, if you will. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's like this. <laughs> like, what do you mean you can't believe it's like this? You knew, <laughs> You've never I mean, been in an airport? Have, have you seen the news lately about how more people are flying than ever before and you need to be at the airport at least two hours before your flight takes off? We don't uh, We don't deal with uh, aggravation and outrage in the same way that we used to. You know, no, back, yeah. You know, back, uh, oh, I don't know, say... 2017, I could go through a whole line at the airport yeah. and not see anyone get all uh, you know cranked out of uh, out of shape. But you know, you got a few people now. It's like, well, if I have to if I have to wait more than 15 seconds to get to wherever I need to go, yeah. there's going to be hell to pay, and these people are going to hear hear my mind out. Yeah, like, you know, you got the the bars open too now within the airport. Yeah, but you got to get through that line first before you can get to the bar, right? Yeah. 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 So that makes it even worse. Then your outrage can be right at the gate. I always love to have my outrage right at the gate. I can't. What I don't understand is of all the people in this line, yeah. why did this guy spot you out? Because I was right there at the entrance to the roped off area. Yeah. So once you get in the roped off area, you can't just cut in line that way. You would have to cut in line before you got to that roped off area. But I said no. Yeah, no, nah, you did the right. I you was, definitely I, did the I right was thing. Morally applauded by my uh, my fellow line standers waiting to get into that TSA. God, what thing. a what a set of balls in that yeah. guy. But I always wonder. I wonder if that guy made his flight or not. You know what? I would. I would hope that guy was late and missed it. Yeah. Just just because that sort of arrogance shouldn't be rewarded in any fashion. Here's the thing. The, when you see a plane like waiting at the gate, it happened. It happened on my plane too. They know those people are already checked in, so they're waiting for them to come to the gate. Sure. You know, so once you get scanned in, you know that you've already checked in and you're going to be there for the flight. They wait. They waited like, you know, 10, 10 minutes or so for that last person to come down the thing and get on the plane. So, you know. I can understand if you got a connecting flight that's run a little bit behind. That mm-hmm. happens. Nothing you can do about that. Totally out of your control. 
But if you're the douchebag that's yeah. trying to cut in line with a $20 bill, trying to bribe somebody yeah. into this level of entitlement... You should, you know, everything should, and, and you, you still can't get to your flight on time because you're too busy sipping down your latte. I got a problem with that kind yeah. of guy. Uh, you know, and I, and I was behind a, you know, this going back a few years ago when I went to Vegas by myself. Right. I'm standing behind these twin sisters. It was like Patty and Selma from uh, from The Simpsons. <laughs> and she's, and the one is like putting, the one is being positive and the other one is just being negative. Like it's really like opposite twins, right? Right. So the one's like. Well, it's a long line, but we'll get there. Are you kidding me? You might as well call her and tell her we're never going to get to the wedding because we're never going to get through this. They're not going to get through this. We're going to miss the flight. <laughs> what is your problem? I love watching people argue. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the, be it's the best. It's and, and airport fights are usually pretty good ones, too. Yeah. And guess what I got on the way back? What? Upgraded to first class for free. How the hell that happened? I have no idea. You didn't ask for it? I didn't, and I didn't pay for it either. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. Did they just tell you, hey, uh, Mr. Nagel, we'd like like to uh, bump you up to first class because you're a very important person? All I did was check in online, and uh, it says A4. And I'm like, A4? What? Because I was like row 266 on the flight going down. Wow. You know? And, uh, yeah, I got a first class seat. You know, I, I have never sat in first class. I, I've always been saddled with the... Filthy and unwashed people in coach. It's like uh, it's like a uh, it's like a heaven in the sky. Is it really? Well, if that makes any sense. No, nah, it doesn't really. But how great was it? What did what did did you get to you know anything different? Well, well if you, I mean, if you drank, you could. You, this one guy was drinking cocktails like they were going out of style, and I'm oh. like, and then you wonder why these people get up and start having uh, issues on the plane. Right. Luckily, nothing happened, but. Uh, yeah, uh, you get as many snacks as you want. Really? I had three bags of Famous Amos cookies. Oh, you must have been stuffed. Yeah. And I had a Starbucks coffee, which is f absolutely free when you fly Delta first class. No kidding. And I got to watch movies with free headphones. Jesus, this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you didn't do anything to get it. I didn't do anything to get it. I'm still wondering where the mistake came from. Unless I booked it when I booked it, but I... Maybe that's why the f ticket was like eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no well, more than I think about that. Yeah, maybe that's what they. Uh, well, maybe you didn't. Maybe they charge you. Maybe they realize they overcharge you and thought, well, this will this will uh, maybe uh, prevent a, a well, complaint call. You know, I did write a nasty email after I got the uh, bought the ticket, complaining about how much this ticket is for a one day thing, and I had a cr I, I had a credit. Of like four hundred dollars, right? And I was complaining about the price of the eight hundred dollar ticket for the same ticket to the same destination, but that was back in April of twenty twenty, which I never went on. So I had this credit from that, but the, all of a sudden the flight is twice as much as it would have been a year and a half ago. That and they, doesn't make any sense. And did they ever respond to that email? Uh, they never did. Did you check your your junk folder? I should go check my junk folder. I'm going to bet you. Yeah. They probably sent you an email say, sorry for the inconvenience, for the overcharge. We would like to upgrade you to first class. Well, thank you very much, Delta, for paying attention then, if uh, if that was the case. Wow. Because I had to stretch my legs out. Oh, I, uh, that sounds terrific. I uh, had to have my own tray in front of me that came out of the armrest. Was there any other first-class passenger sitting next to you? Oh, yeah. There was all, the whole thing was, the whole plane was full. Wow. Yeah. Man, this is a... This is unbelievable. Yeah, and I, Matt, sat, I sat next to some doctor. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if the guy that sits next to you 
in first yeah. class is Mr. Uh, Andrew Jackson over there that tried jumping in line. Yeah. I sat next to a doctor. You know how I knew he was a doctor? How'd you know? Because he kept pulling out all his doctor stuff. Like, I'm important. I'm reading studies. <laughs> I'm Look at this. I'm the Journal of Medicine. I'm just going to put this right here over on your side of the tray to make it to make you know that I'm a doctor. <laughs> People are douchebags, you know that. Anyway, yeah, and you met uh, you met a couple of them on that flight. Unbelievable! Way to go! Yeah, get the hey, upgrade. Yeah, I, I get the upgrade. I, fantastic! I flying high in the sky. It's six twenty-two with Bax and Steve Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Why does everything cost an arm and a leg? Or it's not in- with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. Uh, today happens to be a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. Later on this morning, you'll Hell. get your chance at winning a big fat Thunderbird prize package. Hells yeah. Yeah, includes uh, four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass for Saturday's game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, the Penguins, and uh, a four-pack of vouchers for a free hot dog and soda. Yeah, it's a it's a good prize. It's a damn good prize, and you'll get your chance at winning that a little bit later on this morning. Uh, with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, Bax. Yes, Steve. How do you prevent a morphine overdose? I don't know. How do you prevent a morphine overdose? Use less fiend. Get it? <laughs> Versus less. Pain. That makes total I mean, it, sense. Yeah, of course it does. It's very logical. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 629 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build. To uh, learn more, visit nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. You know, somebody pointed out to me that uh, maybe me not taking that $20 was my good karma to get me the first-class upgrade for the flight home. Maybe, I, but I'm not always sure that karma happens so quickly. Mm. I mean, you're right about that. Well, there it was is... two days later or a day later. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, you might be right. But you know what? Uh, because you told that guy to go piss off... Mm-hmm. I think you deserve that uh, that upgrade. Uh, not only uh, upgrade for this flight, but any future flights for the next 12 months. Wouldn't that be lo- You know, I was like thinking, I'm like, why can't I do this all the time? I wish I had the money to do this. I wish I had the money to fly like this and be live in luxury. Yeah, it would be. Watch the rest of the scumbags back in, uh, you know, what is it, the main cabin? Coach. 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 Yeah, I know. Yeah. Coach. Yeah, I always look down at people at Coach because that's where I sit. That's right. I've never sat in uh, first class, and I've always wondered, you know, what kind of people are sitting up here. You know, you know what? Who did they? Uh, who did they have to? Uh, yeah, brush up in order to get this this kind of uh, service. I, uh, I mean, other than the doctor next to me, like, uh, who else has got the money to be sitting in that first class? I'm like looking around. Or who? Who's going to Hartford? <laughs> yeah, of all, of all first places. class. Yeah, listen. If I, if I'm gonna have to spend the next couple of days yeah. in Hartford, I at least want to feel good getting off the plane for it. I try to look at the uh, look around at the airport to see if I notice anybody famous going to like New York, LaGuardia. You know, all those ones. Sure. Didn't see any, but uh, I was definitely not expecting anybody to be on the Hartford flight. No, you'll never you'll never get that. A uh, 29 year old Agawam man is being held on one million dollars bond after he was charged. Tuesday afternoon with the serious knife assault on a man at an Enfield motel. 
Alex Arslanian was uh, charged by police with attempted murder and first-degree assault. According to police, officers received a 911 call just before 1 p.m. for a reported stabbing at the Motel 6 on Hazard Avenue. Very nice place, by I know. The way. I hope this doesn't damage his reputation. When officers arrived, they found a man with wounds to the throat uh, in distress. The man was given first aid and rushed to the hospital for treatment. Police said before he was taken to the hospital, he identified Arslanian as his assailant. Arslanian was arrested at the uh, scene. Kiss my Arslanian. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to do that whole Irish thing, you know. Uh, Enfield detectives then obtained a search warrant for one of the rooms at the motel, and members of the state police were dispatched to process the scene for evidence. Arslanian is being held on $1 million bond pending his scheduled arraignment uh, today in Hartford Superior Court. I don't know if uh, the Motel 6 has siesta rates, but uh, is there anything in the story which uh, which explains what these two guys were doing in the motel? No, I wish uh, I wish there was a little more detail. It would be fun to kind of... Other than to try to speculate. Well, you know, it, in today's uh, world, you know, speculation could get you into all kinds of trouble. But I'm just uh, you're curious. Is this uh, the middle of the afternoon, you said, right? Yes. All right. Well, uh, siesta rates at the uh, at the at the Motel 6. I, I wonder if they're better than, say, like your average overnight rate. I'm sorry. Every time you say siesta, I think, siesta forever. Uh, all night long. Lionel Richie. All night long. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't think these two guys were looking to be there all night long. No, I don't think they were either. But how many times have you gotten stabbed in the throat in Motel 6? Ooh, 30, man, 40? it's been so long. It's been such a long time. I mean, that's uh, we'll leave the light on for you, and we'll stab you in the throat. But as soon there'll as be plenty of the... clean towels to mop up the blood. <laughs> that's right. The uh, West Springfield Police Department is asking for the public's help in identifying a man who they describe as sexually threatening. This is the second time we've heard about this guy. Oh really? Yeah, we. Uh, but they don't have any like details on what he did to be sexually threatening. Investigators say the suspected man was allegedly involved in an incident that took place at a local business on Wednesday afternoon in West Springfield. But again, this uh, story came out a couple of weeks ago. The same description of, this, of the guy uh, in another sexually threatening. He's still threatening. Story. Yeah, sexually threatening, not just threatening, sexually. Uh, the suspect was reportedly seen arriving and departing in a 2000 or two, to 2005 red Chevy Monte Carlo. <laughs> Shouldn't be hard to spot. No kidding. How many of those are left on the road? If you have any information on his identity or whereabouts, you're asked to call the West Springfield police. Uh, those who wish to remain anonymous may do so. Uh, TSA officers at Bradley International Airport stopped a man from carrying a loaded handgun onto his flight on Tuesday. How about that? Huh. You can't do that? No, you can't. That's... That's illegal? <laughs> During the screening, the TSA officer on site detected a loaded 22 caliber firearm along with a magazine containing six rounds in the man's backpack. Connecticut State Police came to the airport and during questioning found that the man did not have even have a gun permit. The Florida resident claimed to not know the firearm was in his backpack and police arrested the man on a state charge for attempting to circumvent security. All right. See, to me, this is a guy, see, unlike you, who has uh, enough you know, wherewithal in an airport to know when to not let a guy jump in line. And to accept a, a free upgrade to first class. Mm -hmm. Unlike you, this guy believes that if he packs a gun in his carry-on luggage, no one's going to be the wiser. But they scan every bag. Yeah. How do you expect to get through, <laughs> uh, through TSA uh, checkpoints with a gun in your backpack? I don't this know, guy's maybe. not thinking. There's no, ra no rational thought behind oh. this. Hey, sometimes you think you can get away with something. 
Yeah, but you can't. Uh, our TSA officers continue to do a fantastic job preventing the firearms from entering the secure area of the airport, said William Kunstos, the uh, TSA's federal security director for Connecticut. Saying you didn't know the firearm, firearm, uh, firearm was in your bag is no excuse. Responsible gun owners have permits and should always know when their firearm, where their firearm is at all times. He's absolutely right. Yes. As a responsible gun owner, don't you know where your gun is? That's where you know where it is in case you need to use it. See, if if I had a gun, um, well, one that's registered, uh, then you know, I would know where that thing would be all the time. I, it would never leave my sight, you know, just in case there's an ambush. An ambush? You don't know. Who's ambushing you? You never know. That's the whole point of an ambush. It always comes as a big uh, shocker. Yes, but you would need a reason for somebody to want to ambush you. You're, Listen, you're not ambushable. What do you mean I'm not ambush? I could be as ambushable as anybody, other, any other guy. Well, who wants to ambush you? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, what, I, I'm what, sure there's some people that I've really pissed off in the last uh, several years. I don't think that anybody uh, even cares about ambushing you. If you're gonna ambush somebody, ambush somebody. Uh, you know, it's like worth ambushing. Uh, you don't think famous. there are some people, the low hanging fruit of society, that occasionally find themselves in an ambush situation? Not you. I don't see why not. You're not, you know, you're not, nobody wants to go after you. Maybe I know too much. Maybe I've seen too much. Maybe people are afraid I'm going to talk. Talk about what? Anything. Uh, uh, conspiracies, uh, governmental secrets, uh, certain codes. Uh, how we sometimes record uh, breaks here at Rock 102 and play them at a later Shh. time. No one needs to know that. Who would do something like Pay that? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. The uh, Springfield Police uh, Department is sharing warnings, resources, and services during National Domestic Abuse Violence Awareness Month. In 2020, officers were called to more than 8,700 calls for domestic abuse or domestic incidents involving a weapon, an average of 23 calls per day. This year, officers have been called to more than 6,500 domestic calls. There is uh, zero talents for domestic violence in Springfield, and there's always help available to those who need it. We are here to provide whatever kind of assistance or resources we can to support women and men who are victims and survivors of domestic violence. That's zero tolerance, but we certainly have enough of it. Yes, we have way too much of it. Way too much. That's uh, according to uh, Commissioner Clapperidge. She said, I encourage anyone who believes they may be a victim or knows someone who may be a victim to reach out to our advocates and the other resources in our area that are available. I see way too many more viral videos of uh, people being beat up in domestic violence situations. Yeah, it's well, crazy. I saw this one on a on a train yesterday in New York City. The guy just punched this woman right in the face, and nobody. It's like not one. I know we talked about this, but not one person like you know wants to pummel this guy. I mean, you're on a crowded subway. Well, train. how how much after the uh, the the assault did the video go on? It went on for like a good minute. Really? Him yelling at her because he was she must I don't know if she said something racially insensitive or whatever, but he was he was pissed and uh he did hit her and uh yeah, it was just uh, it's kind of like tough to watch stuff like that. But you know, it's also even I watched it all the way to the end. Of course. Yeah. But it's also interesting though. And it's one of these I mean, it's kind of like a in a way it's almost like a sociological type of phenomenon. It's like Everybody will say, I can't believe nobody stood up and said something or tried to intervene. But if the same person were in the same situation, despite what they've just said, would they do it? You know, I think in the yeah. moment, sometimes you don't, you, one, it doesn't always register to you that something has gone on. And if it does, 
there's enough people who are too f- afraid to get involved. Yeah. I, you know? and, 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 you know, unfortunately, you, know, you have situations like this. People are all over the place, and you know, no one, you know, yeah. nobody wants to talk to police. And, nobody and, wants to intervene. Nobody I, wants to get involved in any it. way. You don't know how you're going to react until you're actually in a situation exactly like it. that. There could be, and there's many situations where people do act up, but that's just lucky that enough that you had a person of confidence to take control of the situation. That's right. You know, in in that particular area, because most people, I think, would probably stand back. I mean, if a guy's ready to, if he just uh, kicked the shiznit out of somebody right there in front of you. He's probably going to do the same to you. Right. See, if I'm in there, I mean, no one's going to be uh, intimidated by me. You know, the guy walking mm. around with a crutch all week. The crutches guy. Yeah, You're right. You're crutches guy now. That's how I'd be ad- identified in one of these uh, videos. Did you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm on Sunday? I did not. Uh, Larry uh, gets injured by walking into a glass door, and then all of a sudden he's now unattractive to Lucy Lou. <laughs> Who will not have sex with him because she's seen him in a light of being injured. <laughs> and I said, I was going to just ask you the same thing, but I'm like, you're married. You're not having sex anyway. Well, so hey, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm, not yeah. expo- I, I'm not the one to kiss and tell. <laughs> the United States has issued its first passport with an ex-gender designation, marking a milestone in the recognition of the rights of people who do not identify as male or female and expects to be able to offer the option more broadly next year, said the State Department on Wednesday. The department did not identify the passport recipient, but Dana Zim, an intersex activist from Fort Collins, Colorado, told the Associated Press in an interview that they received it. Since 2015, Zim, who prefers a general neutral pronoun, has been in a legal battle with the State Department to obtain a passport that did not require Zim to lie about gender by picking either male or female. Oh, you got an X now. Now you got X marks the spot. That's it. Uh, Zim uh, <clears throat> pronounced Zim because it's Z-Z-Y-Y-M. A double Z. Double Z, double Y, M. Wow. Uh, Picked up the UPS package with the passport after getting an early morning text and uh, phone call from their lawyer, Paul Castillo of uh, Lambda Legal. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda Legal? Oh, like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. That it had arrived. This is the Revenge of the Nerds. It really is. You treated me like an outcast for years, and here I am with the very first passport with a non-binary marking of my gender. How about them apples? That is impressive. It is pretty impressive. You know, that would be like the thing that you hang on to and you Well, you know, I mean the, pass the, down the, for the, generations the, to come. The fact of the matter is, you know, we look at gender in a very different way now. This to me makes sense. You know, if you're if you're going to, you know, categorize people like you know, is either one or another, you know, that is no longer accurate anymore. And um, if you identify as something else, things like passports, driver's license, anything that requires you to designate a gender on it for legal purposes. Now you're seeing a lot more things offering the option. I am uh, I'm very uh, like open to whatever you want to do with your life. Like sure. I'm very you know, if you want to be whatever gender you want to pick then go for it. I it doesn't bother me none. The only thing that uh, I have a hard time with is the pronoun thing. Because I get so confused. It's it, yeah. Because it, I'm an idiot, not because you know. Uh, yeah, not because you're hateful. Right. Yeah. I just, I'm just stupid, and it sounds like when you refer to somebody as they or them, and, and Mass Live did it months ago. They were talking to some guy out in Pittsfield who uh, you know had, had identified as non-binary or whatever, and then they were referring to that person as they them. Mm. But it sounded like they were talking to a gr- about a group of people, and they said. And they said this, they said this, they said this. 
Isn't you also a pronoun? Yes. Could I get away with that I by referring to to someone as you? I mean, not you, but like you. How about as, use? Use. Well, there's that too. Y-O-U-S. Yeah, right. I had a cousin that uh, said, I want to introduce yuz to my boyfriend. And I thought, well, yuz is a good one. I've never actually heard that in the entire English language, the use of the word yuz. yuz. Hmm. So, you know, uh, you know, thanks to my cousin, I'm now using yuz as a... As a as my own. Well, look pronoun. at that. Yeah, yeah I'd so like you, to refer it to as yuz. We have new words, but I I, I still have the uh, the trouble with the with the pronoun thing. Yeah, but I tell you my favorite joke. Right? No, what is it? How does a how does a non-binary samurai kill somebody? <sighs> Are we gonna get in trouble for this? No, they, I don't know. They slash them. They slash them. Get it? Because they. That's how you're using the pronoun? Why didn't you tell that one about 15 minutes ago? Because uh, I didn't know we were going to be talking about this. And here we are. And here we are. Uh, Police in northeast Wyoming responded to a domestic dispute last Saturday between a man and a woman. They haven't released their names, but the man is 39 years old, and he was already gone when police got there. The woman said he drove off in a white Ford pickup truck with Oklahoma Oklahoma plates, so the police went looking for him and pulled him over a few miles down the road. When they stopped him, he got out of his truck along with two passengers. It turns out his sons were with him. One is 15 and the other one's four. And when the uh, officer asked if he'd been drinking, he freely admitted that he had been and tried to claim that his four-year-old was actually the one doing the driving. The four-year-old? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I was all over the place because he was driving. (laughs) It's his fault. You should put him. You should get him in jail right now. That kid's been no good to nobody for no reason. He said his son was sitting on his lap uh, doing all the steering, so he didn't think it qualified as drunk driving. That's a good excuse. Yeah, I guess. Uh, But not good enough to get you out of trouble. Police ran his name and found out he was on probation for a previous DUI. They arrested him for driving drunk, violating his probation, and for not having the court-ordered interlock device, you know, the thing that you have to breathe into before you start the car. You know, I, I, I can't speak for everybody here, but I know for myself, uh, if my father were to have put me in the driver's seat at four years old, mm-hmm. I probably would have been pretty reckless behind the wheel. Yeah. I, I think I was pretty reckless. Yeah. I'd be the reckless one in the car. Not the one that put me in the driver's seat, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't read the rules of the road at four years old, uh, mostly because I can't read yet. My dad couldn't wait until my 16th birthday to get my license. So I could drive him home drunk from the bar. Because it was putting his license at risk. Well, by him, uh, his lifestyle uh, required him to stop at the same watering hole on a weekly basis, uh, two or three nights out of the week. Was, and, he, was uh, he so excited that he also helped you blow out the candles when you turned 16? I think he did. Yeah, he did. He's like, come on, we're going to the DMV. <laughs> That was as much his big day as it is yours. Run, Stevie. Run as fast as you can, and don't stop until I get a DUI. (laughs) Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. (laughs) It is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 55 tomorrow. More of the same. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. This Sunday, the. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. 
We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring At the window and the darkness You know what? Um, yeah, yes, yeah, Steve. Oh, by the way, it's 7.09 at Rock 102. And, uh, you know, sadly, uh, Kenny Rogers died uh, right as uh, lockdown started hitting. Right. Right. So he, he saw MGM take away poker, <laughs> but he'll never get to see the return. Of yeah, poker. that's that's really the shame of it. Speaking of, uh, of which, uh, poker's coming back tomorrow. On the phone is right now the uh, the head of gaming at MGM Springfield, uh, Westy, Robert uh, Westerfield. Good morning, Westy. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Very good. So, uh, first of all, let's let's go back a little bit. Talk about the the decision as to uh, you know why poker of all the games that are available at, at any casino in Massachusetts, that was the one that had to be uh, put aside for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's tricky. It's sort of, it's just the the nature of the game. Uh, I mean, everybody saw in the beginning as we started to reopen, and and we were really excited to do that. There was a lot of restrictions. Uh, you know, how many people at a game, social distancing, you know, those those kind of things. Uh, with the games on the floor, you know, it's different. You play against the house, but when you're playing with poker, you want other poker players. So we couldn't get, uh, you know, we were stuck on around four or five people at the table, social distancing, you know, different factors like that that kind of uh, made us put it on hold. But uh, we're really thrilled now that the, the regulations of uh, uh, restrictions have eased up pretty much, and uh, we're really excited to bring it back. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be really good. First one coming back in Massachusetts. Uh, the whole place is really excited. You know, here's the ironic part about it. I'm more likely to spray my saliva either at the slots or at a buffet. And that's, you know, that's always been, that's always been my, my way of, of salivating in a casino, but never, never on a poker table. Yeah, yeah, it, it can happen. You know, when you get a lot of people in that tight of space, you know, imagine 10 guys standing, you know, sitting around a table playing a poker all night long, you know, it gets to be a little close. So, how do, excuse me, Wes, how are you going to rectify that then with the uh, safety protocols? What are, what's being put in place? We're going we're gonna to keep uh, our, our basic protocols in place. The big thing that was listed was the, um, was the capacity, uh, you know, being able to have more than four people sitting at a game. That's the, right. the biggest factor in, uh, you know, kind of bringing it back and how we wanted to do things. Uh, we wanted to wait to make sure we had everything in place and, you know, the place would be safe, number one. The demand was out there, number two. Uh, so now we felt the time was right now. We're ready to get it rolling, and uh, we're coming back a little scaled back, but uh, uh, we want to see how it rolls. Now, is it, is it everything, when you talk about scale back, you're just talking about the, the space that it occupies, or you're talking about less tables? Uh, less tables. We, we have 13 tables versus the 23 that we originally had. But, um, you know, of course, everything we, we evaluate uh, constantly. We have a, a access to an unbelievable uh, analytics department and, and a data department with corporate. So we, we constantly evaluate what we have on the floor and what's the right uh, mix on the floor and what the right games are in, in any area, table games, slots, poker. And um, we're comfortable bringing 13 tables back right now, seeing how it goes and, and uh, you know, evaluate as time goes on. What, uh, what, so how does this roll out? Like, what time do you start? Like, tomorrow is the day that you bring it back, but is it like midnight tomorrow? Like, oh, it's automatically yeah. some <laughs> magical dealer appears going, hey, come with me and play poker, everybody. We get the pumpkin comes rolling in, and we, uh, <laughs> we jump Right, in. right, right. Uh, no, we're going we're to start at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Our hours, our hours will be from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. every day. So we're going to kick it off at uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow and let the masses come flying in. This right. is uh, Robert Westerfield from uh, from MGM Springfield. You know, obviously, you, you know this is all coming back at a time when there's still a lot of speculation as far as what's going to happen when sports gaming is uh, is going to be allowed. And the sports books 
will open, which I think we can all agree are probably an inevitability at this point. But we the, the state seems to really be dragging its heels on this based on the fact that you're now bringing back, uh, you know, poker. Does that have any effect on the space uh, you would need for your sports books at uh, at MGM? No, uh, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, actually, our sports our sports betting area is already built out. Uh, I don't know if you've been in lately, but it uh, it's really, really a nice uh, area that we've built out with uh, lounge seating and TVs and uh, right next to a bar. So uh, that's separate from from the poker room. So that won't have any effect on it uh, at it at all. And uh, we're excited for that as well. Uh, you know, we're anticipating that. And, uh, and again, we're waiting for the legislatures to make sure they have all the T's crossed and I's dotted uh, to get that rolling. But that's that's going to be another exciting addition that we're going to be able to offer. So uh, things are really happening. Now, in, in other states where MGM you know operates, and obviously you, know, you guys are all over the world, in, in other states that are starting to incorporate sports gaming, like in so many ways in which Massachusetts has uh, been somewhat of an impediment to fast progress. Has this been a source of frustration for, for either you or the company as far as, you know, how, you know, glacially sm- slow this process has gone? Yeah, we, we, we want everything right away, right? I mean, we, you know, we analyze what's, uh, what's out there and we know sports betting is, is, uh, is going to be a big, big component. I mean, everybody is really waiting for it. It's exciting. It's, it's great for the area. And, uh, you know, naturally as operators, we want everything, uh, you know, to, to cruise right through. But, you know, we understand the process. Uh, um, you know, it was that way when they got the casinos first approved and everything else. So, uh, we understand what's going on. We just uh, want to be sure that we're prepared. And, uh, you know, as soon as they give us the green light, we can drop the rope and we can get going. So uh, the space is really nice. I don't know if you've seen it lately, but it's a, it's a really, really nice area. Yeah, I, I did see it a few weeks ago. We were down there for one of the Pats games uh, at, okay. at TAP. And uh, it was a really nice area. It's just unfortunate that it's not being used right now. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really, really nice sports bar. <laughs> I know, and I, I just, I, you know, the frustration of waiting for this to, legislation to pass. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder if um, my I lost my question. I had a question for Westy, and I, uh, I uh, believe it was, oh, would, yeah. would, you, would you buy me a car? N- yes, would you buy me a car, please? <laughs> no, the question was, you know, you see Mohegan and uh, Foxwoods pa- fa- paired up with FanDuel and uh, DraftKings. Is that something? Is MGM run its own sports book, or was that will that be another partnership with one of these gaming companies? No, we have a Bet MGM, and uh, that's a, our partnership with a company called Entain, um, and that that's what'll uh, go in. It'll be a Bet MGM sports book once we get up and running, and uh, you know get everything together, the mobile and uh, yeah. the place on uh, the spot on site and everything else. But it'll be Bet MGM. That's that's, uh, and we're one of the bigger one of the. Two or three biggest that's out there. Well, that's just that, that's just that's just the thing. Unlike the Connecticut casinos, MGM has been doing this kind of thing for years. It's not like yeah. you know you're reinventing something. This is something that's existed within your company for for decades in in certain yeah, areas. So yeah, correct, correct. I mean, if we've been in Vegas, we have some huge sports books, right? So oh yeah, um, yeah. It's not it's not foreign to us at all. So you know, with everything kind of you know, rolling back and and everything kind of you know with with protocols you know changing and. Even mask mandates in, in, in Springfield specifically are going to be uh, you know changing at the at the first of the month. With with all of that, would you say that the casino is close to 100 percent of where it had been prior to the pandemic, or are you still slowly integrating back to normal levels? 
Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think we're really close to, to uh, having everything back. Um, if we don't have it back, we have it back in some form. Uh, you know, banquets are starting to come back, and restaurants are expanding their hours, and uh, we bought Commonwealth back, the bar. So uh, little by little, we're, we're bringing everything back. So we're, we're almost uh, exactly uh, ha- have what we had open before we, before we shut down, <clears throat> even if some of it's on a little bit of a scaled-back uh, scaled schedule. So we're, we're, we're pretty close. We're excited that it's, you know, every time you get to add a piece, it's just, you know, it feels good, number one, right? We're getting back to a little bit more of a normalcy. Right. And uh, number two, it's, it's healthy for us. You know, it's great for us. It's what we it's what we do. So we want to be sure we can offer everything that we have. Well, I think it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's great when, you know, MGM starts bringing back, you know, entertainment. Uh, you know, the, the, the bars are operating at, uh, at, <laughs> at at full course. And, you know, you, and you say, you know, events are coming back. The Bright Nights Ball is a few weeks away, and that's going to be at, uh, at MGM. It's nice to see everything seem to kind of get back to some semblance of normal after such a long, after such a long slog of of uh, of waiting this this out. But you guys still are very much in compliance with every other protocol that the state is throwing at you. Oh yes, yes, yes. We uh, MGM has been a leader in that area. To be quite honest with you, from from uh, from our CEO, from Bill Hornbuckle, right on down. Um, you know, we've that's been at the forefront of everything. So, uh, you know, we're excited. We're listen. It gets frustrating as well, too. You know, we want to be open and we want to offer everything. And then it's it's nice to see that it's you know we're gradually getting there. We did it smart. You know, we didn't just run open and and uh, you know throw the doors open and and uh, throw caution to the wind. We were really. Uh, smart and strategic on you know what we brought back, how we brought it back, uh, and it's worked well for us. So uh, again, the excitement is here too. We we get just as excited as as, uh, as the patrons do too when we open up something new and you know we can get back, get some more people back to work. I mean, opening the poker room is going to bring uh, about fifty people back to work. So awesome. you know, stuff like that. It's just it's, it's exciting to see happen. It's also a, a pretty. Good revenue generator for for casinos too. I mean, you know, poker for you know a while become like the hot game. Uh, for for years and yeah. uh, and so when you're not allowed uh, to to use poker you know it in, in your business plan I would imagine that you know everyone in the in the office has taken notice like boy we really wish that were coming back yeah yeah you know piece by piece it's like working with one hand tied behind your back right yeah you can only have you know a certain amount of people at a game or certain even if you remember back you know we couldn't have craps and roulette at the very beginning. So you know, as that as that starts to grow, we get the you know we get a little more confident in ourselves. So it's it's really good to see. Yeah, I found that I found that kind of interesting. Like you know, especially uh, you know, craps and, and and roulette. I mean, those are those are games that are almost designed for people to be hovering around a, a, a closed space per per table per per area. But yet, for whatever reason, you know, poker uh, was seen as like a, a, a more dangerous option, and I, that I never really understood. Well, and, and they're, 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 all the games you mentioned, they're real social uh, community games, right? I mean, you know, some of the other games that you against the dealer, but uh, you've seen it yourself. You're on a crap table or, or something like that, and everybody's yelling and screaming and, you know, cheering for the shooter. So they're, they're more conducive to a communal type of thing. And poker, you know, obviously, you're, you know, 10 people sitting around a table, and you tend to stay at those tables a little bit longer. Uh, uh, you know, than normal. So with the, you know that all factored into the uh, some of the decisions we made. All very, right. very good, Robert Westfield, Westy from uh, MGM. Best of luck tomorrow. Hope everything rolls out smoothly. No, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, I still got a dinner invite out there. I, mean, I, I know. know. There was a little conversation afterwards. I don't know if you need any clarification. No, no, no. we'd be but, we'd be happy we'd be happy to accept. Whatever, yeah, well, no, whatever setup you guys want. You want to come together? You want to come with your wives? You want to come alone? You want to come with me? <laughs> 
and then we'll give you the Sinatra treatment even. Like you come in and we'll put a table right in the front. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, very nice. How about that? How about that? <laughs> but the invitation's still out there, fellas. We appreciate it. Westy, good to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, great. Take care. You bet. It's 721 with Baxon O'Brien and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every. You can always check out the Baxon O'Brien daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from BaxonO'Brien.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Andrew Ferris from NXS. And uh, that is also available on BaxonO'Brien.com. I had an email from a listener because I had told my airport story about the other day where the guy tried to cut in line. Yeah. He wanted to give me $20 so he could cut the TSA line because he was going to miss his flight if he didn't. And uh, <laughs> I made him miss it, by the way. I didn't take the 20 bucks. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, uh, hey, you should have taken that and split it and bought breakfast for the other people that were standing in line. And I was like, no, because then I wouldn't have had the full $20. The whole point of getting the money is to keep it all for yourself. Is this guy out of his mind? You can't buy a single breakfast for one person for 20 bucks in an airport. That's exactly how I feel about it. You know, they, the McDonald's pulled out of the Bradley Airport? Did they really? Yeah, they're not there anymore. I was very surprised. It's some kind of, like, fresh salad place. I'm like, fresh salad. Good luck with all of that. An airport salad? Like, what do you want to move on? Crazy? That's an insane thing to put in your mouth. There ain't nothing fresh about an airport salad. No, of course not. But you know what? Uh, Everything in an airport is inflated. You know, if you go to a bar and you get a... Like a Bloody Mary, uh, like at, like, say, 6 o'clock in the morning because you got a flight to to catch? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to cost you, like, 22 bucks for a single drink. Why do we... and, And who is... Uh, you know, I was just telling the story last night. Years ago, I was in a in an airport bar, and uh, I I was talking with the bartender who said, "Yeah, you won't believe the amount of people who want to get trashed before they get on a plane." And they and they, I said, "Who can afford to get trashed <laughs> before they get on a plane at an airport? Unless you brought your own nips with you." Exactly. You know what I mean, and uh, she said, "You'd be surprised." And uh, I said, uh, "What's the uh, what's the most expensive thing you, you got here?" Johnny Walker Blue Label. Now that bottle in the store is like two hundred and fifty dollars. Sure. You want to buy one yourself? And I said, and it was all the way down, like to almost the bottom. And I'm like, how much is that a shot? And she said seventy five dollars for a shot. And I said, enough people are drinking that. Can you imagine how many shots do you get out of a bottle? Yeah, they're making they're making. Uh, That's tenfold. ridiculous. That it is ridiculous. Who's getting most of the money? Is the airport getting the most of the money for the for those sales? On Probably, those things? but that's you know that's outrageous. Seventy five bucks for a shot. Yeah, I know. And I was like, uh, you know, there's not that wouldn't even be worth it. I'm not. Even, I mean, I'm not, I can't even say I'm a shots guy. I'm not really a shots guy. But Everybody, shot, 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 shot. But seventy five. I have to draw the line. I will probably spend no more than. Seventy-eight dollars on a on a shot. Yeah, all right. No more than yeah. that. Uh, you know, let's 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 be realistic. It's just uh, it's just uh, I can't believe uh, how many people would actually get that drunk before they get on a plane. Plus, you're also, I mean, you're kind of a prisoner in the plane when you're drunk. You know, like there's nowhere to go just yeah. to sit there and let the plane spin. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I remember my uh, hard drinking days where I'd have to pee every 5 seconds after uh, you know, tapping the keg if you will. Absolutely. You uh, break the seal, you're, you're up every 5 minutes cuz your body body is completely dehydrating from all the alcohol and it's pushing all the fluid out of you. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's not fun. You got to get up and do that uh, that sky bathroom? I don't think so. Yeah, no. And you got to climb over everybody if you got a window seat. Exactly. Yeah, that's not right. It's yeah. uh 728 with Baxter and Steve Nagel at Rock 102. 
Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two plus lines for $29.99 a month. 731 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, they're offering a free down payment coupon valued over uh, up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for the special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Abdul Karim Ibrahim Jr. sat twirling his knife on the table in front of him while star- staring at staff at the Pride gas station. The police report said an employee then locked himself in the bathroom and called police. By the time Springfield police officer Lindsay Tapalipietra uh, arrived at the gas station on Berkshire Avenue about 9 a.m. on Friday. Ibrahim was still sitting at the table with a knife in his hand. Oh, I'm just going to sit here with my knife out. The officer drew her taser after she told 35-year-old Ibrahim to lay the weapon down and move away. He refused to follow orders. Officers James Collins and Raymond Mateo then arrived on the scene and were able to take the knife off Ibrahim and located two other knives in a black bag. This guy's uh, is like the Ginsu man. Yeah, no kidding. Officers thought the uh, the weapons were throwing knives. The incident happened a day after Ibrahim is accused of threatening co-workers at a downtown Springfield office building. So he's not a circus performer? No, no, he's not at all. Ibrahim of Springfield was terminated on Monday after a two-week stint at the Markins Group, a business management consultancy firm with an office at 1350 Main Street. Following his termination, he arrived to collect his belongings from the office Thursday morning. His demeanor was hostile, a source uh, told Mass Live, and he was subsequently removed from the building by security. Were his knives in the office? Yeah, I guess so. These were his everyday office knives. Uh, well, don't you have them? I have a... I, I actually don't have any knives in my office. I've got like a pair of scissors, uh, like a handle of vodka, and I think uh, some bullets. That's about a, it. I have a really good litter opener that would uh, come in handy if somebody tried to attack. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I, I, listen... If, if you've lost your job after two weeks, there's probably a pretty good reason why you've been asked to leave. A uh, no trespass order was issued banning him from returning to the building. He returned later that day and was arrested by Springfield police. He was arraigned on Monday in Springfield District Court on three counts of possession of a dangerous weapon, assault with a dangerous weapon, and threatening to commit a crime. The Markins group confirmed to Mass Live that Ibrahim is no longer an employee and declined further comment. <sighs> tough what hire, man. Two he weeks and you're out? What do you mean? Tough. He doesn't work here anymore? <laughs> He was literally just here with his, with his knives, picking what? the mud out of his boots. What ha- what happened in the last twenty four hours that just made him go crazy? Two weeks, two weeks on the job, and you get fired. That's not even giving you two weeks' notice. No, and you know, with companies uh, needing people so badly right now, it's I would imagine it's kind of hard to get fired after two weeks. It might be, but you know, if you're showing up to the office. With your knives and other forms of cutlery, yeah, I can see where a company might say this isn't really working out. Uh, no, this uh, th- this needs more work. You need more work. It's almost like you have no business experience at all. Well, I don't even really work here. That's what makes this so difficult. <laughs> A former Athol man has pleaded not guilty to multiple child sexual assault charges. Jose Oquiendo of Springfield is facing nearly a dozen counts of indecent assault involving two children over a period of seven years. Tell me, when will you jail ta- do jail time? Tell me, Oquendo, Oquendo, Oquendo. Oquendo will be back in court for a pretrial hearing on January 26th. What an unfortunate name. What, Oquendo? Yeah. No, not really. Well, I mean, many equations for proud people. When you're using it in that aspect, I would think, right? 
I guess. Yeah. Western Mass was largely spared from the worst of a late uh, October nor'easter, which blew through the region on Tuesday. That's not the case in the eastern part of the state, as the Cape and Islands, where over a half a million people lost power and thousands of dollars in property damage were reported, mostly from damaged roads and lines taken down and trees uprooted at times by hurricane-force winds. The weather has since died down, and cleanup and restoration efforts are underway in a number of communities. Um, you know what the cool thing was? Uh, I flew home Tuesday night, like late Tuesday night. Right. You could see, we flew over like the New York City area. Sure. And there was a huge thick cloud cover, but the they were all glowing from the lights underneath. In Isn't the that city. crazy? It was really cool. Yeah. And you can't take a good picture with a phone on a plane like that. No, you can't you, really you, capture it. You don't have the uh, you don't have the exposure, but was, it is kind of cool to watch. I was uh, I was channeling my inner Ansel Adams and uh, trying to recreate uh, the beauty of uh, natural phenomenon among uh, the world. Yeah, you got nature. a real you got a real artistic touch. No, I really don't. I'm just a douchebag with an iPhone. Hey, look at portrait mode. It makes that, it look better. Isn't that what every modern photographer is now? Just yeah. a knucklehead with a phone. Yeah, you just put a filter on it. Hey, it did the work for me. I don't have to do any of this. Thank you, Snapchat. Uh, three western Franklin County towns are among 56 small communities which have been awarded road improvement grants from the state. I get six bucks to Charlemont here. You got uh, $28 to Heath. They have a main road. <laughs> and $46 to Shelburne. Well, that should pretty much clear things up in Shelburne. Get the, I, w- I want to go to that uh, that hairpin turn. You ever see that? Uh, oh yeah, up no. on Route Two. Have you ever been there? I have. Is it pretty cool? Like a good, cool like overlook? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool overlook, but it is in fact a just that it's it's a hairpin turn. I bet you you could see uh, all the, uh, the the foliage, the foliage. Right. Is it foliage or foliage? Foliage. Foliage would be what you would wrap your uh, leftovers in. Like oh, aluminum yeah. foliage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno provided the public with an update on the city's indoor mask mandate. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom announced he will not extend the mask mandate and is scheduled to end it on November 1st. All of you uh, dingbats out there <laughs> who weren't wearing the mask, by appraise all the citizens of Springfield who were wearing the mask when asked to, forget the rest of the dingbats. All you mask wearers can now be free and not have to face any scrutiny from the non-mask wearing dingbats. <laughs> so, you better wash your hands and say your prayers because germs and Jesus are everywhere. <laughs> I saw that on a soap dish at Target. I was shopping for a... You should get a coffee mug like that. I was shopping for a communion gift for my nephew. <laughs> Who picked St. Anthony, by the way, as his uh, patron saint. So good for him. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, making up things that he's doing on the weekends, you know. He's, you know, he's going to a confirmation. You know, we, we were, we were going to have him on the show on your birthday earlier this month. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, we couldn't make the phone call come through. And that was too bad because I, yeah. I actually haven't uh, had a chance to talk to the guy since the whole Mayor Dom Dom thing. Came around. And he, I want to. Uh, I want to know how often he's using the word "dingbat" in his normal conversation. He, he called me after I did that for the first time. He calls me. He calls me to sure. personally thank me for how how much he laughed. Sure. That I that I do that impression of him, and uh, that I was channeling the great Archie Bunker by using the "dingbat" term. Uh, he very much appreciates it. Okay. Hey, listen, he's got so. a sense of humor. 
Yeah, and it, I'm not doing anything that's like, you know. You're not disparaging him in any yeah. way. You're showing yeah. him great respect, in fact. But he's a he's a tough guy. You know, when he looks at that camera and says, we's coming after yous. Yeah, what did you say before? Yaz? Yaz. 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 You're coming after yous. <laughs> All yous. We're going to get you. Don't let the perfectly quaffed hair fool you. When it comes right down, when it comes to a throwdown, Mayor Dom Dom's going to come at you, and he's not going to give up. Health and uh, Human Services Commissioner Heldon Cotton-Harris says uh, the mask mandate is now a recommendation. Commissioner says the uh, city hasn't received the allotment of COVID-19 booster doses, but independent locations like Stick and the Eastfield Mall have doses if people are looking for them. She also says many uh, cases of COVID in children came from households with unvaccinated parents. So shame on you, you unvaccinated people. There you go. I mean, the numbers are, you know, the amount of people that are in the hospital now for COVID is way down. So that's good. It is, but the threat is still there. Of course it you is. Know, I mean, you know, we, I think we've learned our lesson that if we start acting like there's nothing to fear, that it could always come back and hit us even harder. We don't really need that. No, we don't. A uh, Florida man was sentenced Tuesday morning in Springfield Federal Court for tax offenses. According to the Office of Acting U.S. Attorney, uh, 39-year-old Corey Kaiser was sentenced to 15 months in prison as well as two years of supervised release. Kaiser pleaded guilty in May to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and eight counts of theft of public money. Kaiser received personal identifying information and used it to file false tax returns to get unwarranted tax refunds. A total of $550,000 was generated through the false returns that Damn. contained false addresses, wages, employers, businesses, and loss information. What the people are stupid. Like that like, how would you not think that wouldn't create a red flag for the government when you're claiming that much money and they're like, uh, what? Uh this the social security number, this guy died years ago. See, on one hand, I respect the guy's creativity. On the other hand, he got caught. There's gotta be some guys out there that don't always get caught. And then you know, those are the guys that you really have to respect. I mean, to to defraud the government to how much was it? Uh, half, $550,000. 550000 Now, I can think of 550000 things I could do with $550,000. And, and, and if I could find a way to defraud the government, I would do it. Who wouldn't do it? But, you know, there's always that fear. There's going to be someone flipping on you, or you're going to get sloppy with your... You know, with your with your plan or your follow up, you know, it's like I don't know, too much risk. But yeah, I love the idea of bilking the government out of five hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, again, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, think that you're gonna get away with something like that. It's just too much money. It's I just, know. It's, people are just dumb. That's why you need a really good plan, and you need to really go over it with a fine tooth comb. Uh, a social media influencer has been criticized for a photo shoot at her dad's funeral. Well, isn't that where you always take the best pictures at dad's funeral? Yeah, nothing better than a funeral selfie. After sharing the news last week that her father had passed away, Jane Rivera, who is from Miami, uploaded a number of photos on Monday, which uh, showed her posing in front of her fa late father's open casket. Rivera added a caption that says, Butterfly, fly away. Rip, poppy. You are my best friend, a well, a life well lived. She had 84,000 Instagram followers and 307,000 TikTok followers, but now has deleted her Insta account after being condemned for the post. 
Not cool, Jane. Your dad was a decorated vet. A photo shot by his casket would be beneath you. May he rest in eternal peace. You know, I kind of agree that you're just taking these photos for your own social media, uh, you know, um, when you're recognition. When, you, when you're, you're pandering for sympathy, then, you know, all of a sudden it's like it doesn't. It doesn't spark the, uh, the same emotional thing that you might expect. I mean, there are people that, that go, listen, you know, there are lots of people that post when bad things happen in their lives. And I get that. And that's, you know, I, I guess that's a, one way to, uh, to deal with it. But there are some people that take it an extra step further. And to take pictures of the casket as a means of saying, look at me, I'm, I'm grieving. Well, yeah, and it, yeah, but it wasn't know. just like a picture of her standing next to the casket. There are other photos that she posted of her like lifting a leg up and posing and things like that. Was she doing the duck face too? I don't know if she was doing the duck face, but like I'm kind of on the fence about this because you know everybody grieves in their own way. I mean, I guess it's more about intent. Where was the intent to just garner more attention for yourself, or was the intent to say? Hey, look! Bad things happen to people, and we need to uh, we need to have a sense of humor about things. Right? Like I can see that aspect uh, of that. I'm not uh, I'm not the kind of person that necessarily feels comfortable criticizing someone grieving because we all do it very differently. We all handle it uh, in our own way. But you know, there is a there is a line in social media that uh, is is just not appropriate. And you know if you're doing the duck face selfie and you know you know you got you're in a bikini at your dad's funeral uh, and you've got you know a lot of product placement yeah uh, at the same time. Hey, don't forget to buy my merch. Yeah, Dad's you got dead. your hashtags are maybe inappropriate for the thing. Like yeah, exactly. Hashtags to your merch table. <laughs> maybe maybe at that point you're not grieving in an appropriate fashion. Maybe not. Maybe. Again, uh, again, I hate judge. It depends on the intent of what was going on. Right. Police in northwest Wisconsin, of all places, posted a photo on Facebook last week after a drunk man apparently tried to set up his ice fishing shack on a lake that was not frozen yet. <laughs> Gotta get there early. This, this, is, this couldn't be more Wisconsin than this. <laughs> Their uh, Facebook post says temperatures had dipped down below freezing for a few nights in a row and there was a little frost on the ground, but it wasn't nearly cold enough for the lake to freeze up. The photo shows the guy's ice shack trailer still hitched to his truck and his truck and trailer are both half submerged in the water. <laughs> and it looks like there's no ice at all, just water. Right. In, in the Facebook post, the cops said uh, that they, quote, love ice fishing as much as the next guy, but they wanted to be clear that the ice is not ready yet. Because it hasn't even froze. I'm going to go on a limb here. Was there alcohol involved in this situation? Yeah, he was very, very drunk. Very, yeah. very drunk. The uh, guy who did it is okay, but it was arrested for drunk driving. It's not clear if they were able to salvage his ice shack or his pickup truck. But good for him for having the... Hey, you know what? Sometimes you want to get a... Hey, Costco and, and Home Depot does Halloween uh, decorations in August. Do you want to get a jump... Uh, on the ice fishing season, hey, you it, start in October. The, be, the, the the early bird catches the worm, right? Yeah. You want to get out. You want to pick a good spot right away. When I first saw it, I'm like, is it not cold enough in northern Wisconsin yet for <laughs> no, things to be frozen? Not yet. I don't know. Well, you hear about snow out in Colorado. Right I mean, now. they're probably dealing with like a high of 45 degrees, but it, but they don't have enough to put a shack on a on a bed of ice. 
Well, hey, uh, everybody's got their own hobbies, and uh, good for this guy for trying to get get a head start. Yeah, way to go with all that alcoholism. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 56. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 55. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. That's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Why does everything cost an arm and a leg? Or it's not in stock and you have to wait till the cows come home before... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 in Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Mostly sunny with a high of 55 today. It's 46 in downtown Springfield. Uh, today is uh, Thunderbird Thursday, and uh, you know the Thunderbirds are off to a hell of a start. And in fact, uh, we have a great package to give away for Thunderbird Thursday. It includes four hats... Four koozies, four seats on the glass to an upcoming game. I believe it's the the game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And uh, four vouchers good for a free hot dog and soda. Which may turns out to be yeah. like four hot dogs and four sodas. It's uh, it's one hell of a prize pack. It's a great prize pack. And the 10th caller at 293-1021 gets to enjoy all of those things. So good luck to you. You know, uh, Nate uh, Costa brought us those sweatshirts a couple of weeks ago. I wore mine the other day. Oh my God, it's like one of the most comfortable sweatshirts I've ever owned. It's like you're sleep. It's like you're wearing a blanket at night. Yes. It's and, so- uh, and mine. Uh, I don't know why mine is a was a was a triple extra large. I don't usually wear a triple. I'm usually only a double. Yeah. But it was like, uh, but it was so comfortable. I didn't mind the fact that it was a little roomy. Yeah, it was uh, was very roomy actually, and I need that extra room. Yeah, I know car- to carry all my drugs and my papoose. <laughs> I didn't realize you travel with the papoose. Yeah, well, it's for drug carrying. No, I hey, carry I, your drugs and the papoose. I understand. Yeah. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us in just a few minutes. Brought to you by the Lee Auto Group. We're going to talk about Patriot football. Uh, you know, the Patriots coming off a, a glorious win over the New York Jets. They got the Chargers this weekend. We'll talk about that and some other stuff too. Uh, with uh, with Scott Zolak. Um, yeah, he'll wake up this time and he'll be on the phone with. Well, us. I hope so because uh, you know last last week we we called him at the time that he wanted us to call and he was not available. Yeah, until it was too late. So hopefully this week <sighs> we won't have that same problem. And it's it's going to be all you anyway because I don't. Uh... I don't have anything to talk about. What are you talking I'm not, about, I'm Steve? I'm not a sports guy. Come I don't. On. Uh, I don't. I, I watch games. Uh, I don't know stats. I don't know. Uh, you, you think know, I know a, stats? I can't even tell a time. Yeah, but you do a sports feature every day. I don't. I do a penis feature every day. Well, you I find talk- a story to talk about a penis somehow, some way. I shove it into this show. Well, Giggity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's got to be a story out there somewhere that might be appropriate for. That conversation with the guy. Uh, I'm gonna let you uh, you take uh, the command. I'm oh, gonna let you man. be the king and, Here, uh, and be the the sports analyst for Rock One Hundred. God, I, I don't know how I feel about having to bear the weight of, of the show yeah. all the time. It's so so. Cumbersome. Well, I'm giving you your chance finally. You, you know, you've been working here for so many years. I it's know. finally time to give you a voice. You know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Maybe it's time for me to only, spread out a little bit. It only took 26 and a half years. Yeah, that's it. And you almost... finally got your voice. Man. Good for you, Bax. You said you were going to set out a career in radio, and you did it. Man, this has turned out to be a great day so far. It's 7.56 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the rock... 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and Ozzy on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Partly cloudy, high of 56. I don't know, it's like 48 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. But on the phone with us for the first time in a couple of weeks, it's good to talk to Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? Good morning. Do you know how bad, you know bad that song sounds through his cell phone? <laughs> what's, your, what's your producer's name again? Uh, Steve. Give me Steve's number. So at home tonight, I'm going to call him, and I'm going to play loud Ozzy Osbourne through my phone. And uh, you have to sit there and listen to it. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, <laughs> we, we we all have to put up with it. It's, it's, not, I'm kidding. it's not only I'm kidding. you. I'm hey, it's quite about last week. My, my ringer was off last Thursday. I called you guys right back, but there was this other idiot station that started calling me at like 6 a.m. The hell is that all about? Yeah, well, listen. Yeah, hey, let me, ask, let me ask you a question right off the bat. How much do you think a Scott Zolak touchdown football would go for at auction? Fourteen ninety nine, <laughs> and that's not fourteen hundred. That's like fourteen dollars, which I believe is the cost of the football, right? Wait a minute, now like these balls are worth what seventy nine dollars uh, a game ball. Are they really? So, yeah, I mean they're seventy nine dollars. The new game balls are probably more than that now. I mean, I, I think but, um, I think about that of that guy in the end zone in the Tampa game who gets the Tom Brady six hundredth touchdown ball. He hands it over right away. Even though all these things are offered to him, the thing that ball will go at auction for a, a minimum of a half million dollars, and right. he gave the dude gave away all of his leverage on this thing. I'd be kicking myself for weeks over this, maybe for the rest of my I, life. I think, I think I think if it happens in New England or say New York, I think there's more awareness. But I mean, let's take it for what it's worth. It's Tampa. The dude's <laughs> in the front row. He's a doctor. He's got a Fitbit on. He's got a sombrero on. He's just happy to be there. You know, Mike Evans comes over, gives him the ball, and then a, then, a, then a team employee comes over. Everybody's looking at him. Say, hey, Tom, we like this ball. And like, oh, yeah, no problem. And, th- and then you start negotiating a little bit. I don't even think he knew what the hell it was. I don't, th- I don't think he did so. either. And, and the fact that the team's offering him, you know, uh, tickets and game jerseys and cleats, I mean, yeah. you know, and – and 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 Bitcoin. I mean, you're basically exchanging a half million dollar football for a stack of dirty laundry. Right now, I think there may be some shenanigans in play here because, I mean, Mike Mike Evans gives every touchdown away, right? Right. They talk about it. They've got to know that okay, six hundred is coming. What are we going to do with the ball? I'm I'm wondering if Brady and them are all in on this. Where he said, "Give the ball away." And eventually, we want to explode my crypto game. So I'm going to give him a Bitcoin. Seriously, Gronkowski's in on it now. He gave him some. You know, they're all into this NFT, NXT stuff. He signed, signed autograph things. So Brady's into all this other stuff that he has a roundabout way to push. So. Yeah, I mean, I suppose from a certain perspective, it's always a great opportunity for Tom Brady to market himself just one more time. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, if I caught a football from from you know, it, it, you know, if a football was given to me that Tom Brady threw, whether it's six hundred or four hundred and ninety nine, it wouldn't matter. I'm holding on to that thing to get top dollar every See, single time. Man. I mean, put yourself in that guy's shoes. Stadium's rocking. You're happy to be there. He's probably not even a seat. Someone probably gave him the seat, and they <laughs> asked for the ball back. I'd have given the ball back. I I would have sat on that thing and milked that for every every dime it was worth. But you would have got your ass beat in the parking lot. You wouldn't have made it out of the parking lot. They maybe. got that ball off. Maybe, but I but for, <laughs> but for, yeah, right. But for a half million dollars, I'd maybe take my chances in the parking lot. 
So let's let's nice. let's talk about this Jets game here for a second because you know yeah. obviously the Patriots you know are absolutely crushing the Jets as most people would have expected. I find it comical that even with the Jets knowing how terrible they are, you hear them crying about how the Patriots ran up the score like they've never seen yeah. a Bill Belichick coach team before run away with a with with a game. It, it just it just shows what little crybabies that the Jets have uh, continued to be. Yeah, and and the personal hatred Belichick has for the Jets put that on top of it. Um, yeah, they're one of they're one of thirty two National League football teams. And stop them, then. That's your job. Your job is to stop them. Um, <laughs> you have the same payroll as them. Uh, pick better players. Oh well. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I, I look at it. There was a part of me you know, at, the, at the end of the game is three minutes left to play. Score there, they, they they got you know fifty four points. There's a part of me that says, you know what? Don't don't sit in the ball. Let's see if we can get to sixty one and and see how it goes. I mean, it's against the Jets for crying out loud. You should yeah. sixty one would have been nice to see. And the team's been up and down. It's been so close in some of those losses that it, it, it became demoralizing. That Cowboys loss is a bad one from a morality standpoint. And I think Bill just wanted to get them going but to feed them on something like that to say hey listen to me trust the process back these days up and i told you you guys are a hell of a lot better than what people are telling you are so it's sort of a sort of a mind trick game thing the uh the uh, obviously the, the chargers are, are a much better team than the jets yeah, yeah. and it, it, it poses different you know scenarios for the patriots and when you when you go through a game like the jets and you're and you're playing so dominantly and i'm not even talking about you know mac jones although he had a really strong game. You you yeah. wonder whether the rest of the team, you know, takes the confidence from one team from from one game over to the next, even if it's, you know, the Jets to something like the Chargers. I mean, is, does that just naturally apply or are you just you're just hoping for the best at that point? No, I think it does because if you look at the last 3 weeks, you beat Houston. It's not a good team, but you were down 22-9 in that game. You came back on the road you're a play away from beating the Cowboys. If you if you make that play, you're on a three game heater right now. Right. I really think that's. I think it's they're more towards a five and two team than a three and four team. You make the play or two against Tampa or Miami, and you know your, your record's completely different. Yeah, but the thing about the the the, the Dallas game that that concerns me is you know you still got Prescott throwing for 445 yards. I mean, to me. Yeah. They're a good team, but that defense was nowhere during that that game, and Dallas wind up almost beating themselves with all their penalties. Yep, yep, no no doubt about it. That's all fair. Um, but I don't know who you're going to face like Prescott again. I mean, maybe Josh Allen. I just I just think they match up well against San uh, San Diego. I think they match up well <laughs> against the Chargers. Um, I really do. They went out there last year during that pandemic, kicked their ass out there. Yeah. Um, so they've already played against Herbert and these guys. So there's a little bit of a good feeling of guys in that room that played last year. Hey, we beat these guys last year. We're okay against them. But you know, you look forward. I mean, you know, the Panthers are not a, a terribly strong team. The Browns are struggling. Falcons are okay. I mean, they don't really face a real tough game until Buffalo. So I mean, you know, now is a uh, you know, if they keep that confidence going and everyone kind of yeah. gets back and right. stays healthy, this could be a pretty good stretch for the Patriots. You, you're right, and you got a chance to right the ship, so to speak, here a little bit. Um, you just take care of the little things, don't turn it over. I, I think they're going to be fine. I do. I mean, you see, you see Mac Jones, who you mentioned, get better every week, and um, you know things are starting to develop with the offense downfield. So I, I like the way the thing's trending. Um, I like him this weekend. I really do. 
And if you win two weeks back-to-back on the road, that really can turn your season around. This is Scott Zolak on the phone. This, you know, the thing that I that that that, and we've we've kind of hit on this uh, in the last few weeks. The thing I really like about the the Patriots and Mac Jones specifically is, you know, this was a team that was built primarily on a lot of free agent signings that happened before he was drafted. And you wonder, you know, how they build around him next season, the season after. I mean, you you, you yeah. clearly have a kid who's got a lot of poise for. 23 years old and hasn't yep. hasn't really freaked out even on those tough losses to to Dallas and 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 Tampa he's just getting more and more confident and more right. and, and more poised I mean that's the one thing you can say about him over any other rookie quarterback in the league right now is he seems to have an air of confidence that some of these other guys are severely lacking yeah yeah he does and um you know that starts from day one you know sort of turn the keys over to him and it's really on josh josh is the guy that's got to really play the mind games with him keep him in it keep the keep the frustrations low when he does pour and i don't think he has that many poor plays he really doesn't it's maybe three a game and if you could minimize those this kid's got a really good chance to be rookie of the year i mean we're talking about the potential rookie of the year here so i don't know if you uh you saw this story uh the ravens broadcast last weekend uh, oh yeah, we're making fun of them. <laughs> in the middle of the game, uh, some woman tries to climb into yeah. the broadcast booth, claiming she's a veteran right. and she wants a drink. I just, I just heard the uh, the audio once <laughs> one more time. You know, these guys, you know, try to hold it together as best as best they can. But I, I, has there ever been anybody that uh, popped into the broadcast booth with uh, <laughs> you and Bob and, and it, tried to take it over? Happens at home games. I mean, because they're right in front of us at home games where you can stand on the chairs. And look in, but we were laughing because if this happened to Bob Sosi and myself, Bob would continue to talk over the event that was happening. <laughs> I would lend a hand to help her in, and then I would ask her, "Would you like your martini dirty, or would you like two olives in it?" See, I would, <laughs> I would embellish it. They were very offended. I'm like, that guy felt like his life was threatened. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? No. I would have acted differently. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah, so. So two days ago, uh, my guy Hardy, he does lithium rock, and Hardy was at WPCN forever, DJing. Sure. And my producer in the booth on game day loves the doors. And he was bitching at Hardy because on 92 Alt, Hardy doesn't play the doors. And he said it's not a rock band. You guys don't play the doors out there on that station, do you? Sure we do. How do you say that's you not a rock band? Do you that's... think they're a classic rock band? The doors? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, Western Mass and Eastern Mass, I think, think very differently. Oh, it, they're different. They're different universes. The yeah, Mel- well, that that band's in a different universe. Listen, right. I I grew up just a little bit outside of, uh, of of Foxborough as a kid, and uh, uh-huh. in in the town of Rehoboth. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah. So that's sort of lost lost the shrines there, right? Of course. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's technically Attleboro, but yeah, but it's right on the right on the line. Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, the idea back then when I was a kid living in, in Rehoboth and Attleboro, the idea of coming to Western Massachusetts was completely foreign. In fact, even going to Boston was foreign to us. You needed right. telecombinations. You needed to make sure the dog was going to be taken care of for the day. I mean, you just had, <laughs> you had to go oh, you had to go way out of your way to make plans to take a forty minute drive north. <laughs> that's and that's oh, yeah. that's how small minded uh, you, you people are, but. But yeah, no, the Doors are definitely a classic rock band. It's ridiculous. 
I mean, that'd be like okay, saying you like the monster type music and all that organ stuff, that, that, that odd Casio keyboard. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it doesn't just because we play it doesn't mean I'm listening to it at home, but it just it does mean this I is agree. what you, this is what you do. This is the this is the job. It's like it's like a, you know you're a, let's say you're a professional football player, but you're really getting tired right. of it and you want to play, I don't know, professional baseball. You know, suddenly you're becoming Deion Sanders, or uh, right. and you want to and you want to do other things. You know, sometimes that works yeah, out for guys, play, and sometimes play, it doesn't. Right? Play what you know. That's It'd it. Be like me going to cosmetology school right now and trying to become a hairdresser. <laughs> no, I want to talk football. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, so the uh, so the Pagers are, are 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 looking good right now. I think people have a, a good a, a good reason to feel very confident about where this team is going. At a time when a lot of people had nothing but question marks, I mean, there's there's a right. lot here to work with. To me, it's like you know, for all those people say, oh, you know, they'll they'll never win another uh, another Super Bowl or whatever that may be. You know what? It's a it's a it's a process in place and it's moving forward. Whether you want to agree with it or not, I think if for any Patriots fans, if they're really being honest, they look at this team and say, you know what? This isn't so bad. It may not. It may not go right. a Super Bowl this year, but this isn't really so bad. Only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, they do. And the, the biggest thing is you're not getting your ass kicked. Like, there's not that one. Like, oh man, we got our doors. We got our doors blown off. Forty-five ten. That's not happening. They are close. So my, and you know, they're so well coached that if they clean some stuff up, and they got to win games back, you got to start winning games back to back, or. It's going to be all for naught, this whole roller coaster of bad team, good team, bad team, good team. We need to string some games together. Yep, I absolutely agree. Scott, it's good to talk to you. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, play some more doors. We yeah. will. All right, Scott Zolak, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's 821 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. When the evening starts to cool. 24 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Rock 102 bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Patriots are out west to take on the L.A. Chargers. The live Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley pregame show begins at 1 o'clock. Kickoff scheduled for 4.05, uh, which means the postgame coverage will, of course, preempt Baxi's musical fun bag this week. But uh, no fear, it'll be back the week after that. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. So I told you earlier this morning I had taken a trip uh, down to Atlanta to see my mom, who's not doing that well. And, right. I uh, just wanted to make sure I... Got to see her. Uh, in the meantime, I'm uh, I'm in the process of selling her house. I am the uh, you know her uh, power of attorney. Attorney de facto. What do you what do you say that? I, I guess so. I don't know. Power of attorney, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, we're going through all this uh, this house uh, selling stuff. Uh, I always, you know, after going through the house selling process that I went through. It kind of gets to be a pain in the ass because you have to fix all these things before you move out. Sure. Like it might uh, might have been okay to you while you were living there. But it but ain't okay to the next guy. It ain't okay to the next guy, and it certainly ain't okay for the inspectors that come through. So, uh, you know, there was a, a few things to, uh, to, to to fix in there, but the, the main thing was getting all the junk out of the house. You know, we had... Uh, <clears throat> I got uh, I got four other siblings, and we all uh, you know kind of went down and got what we wanted out of the house. Right, and then there was all this uh, like extra furniture and 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 stuff that we probably could have made money off of. But when you're talking about four people who live six hundred to thirteen hundred miles away, 
it's really not feasible to run a tag sale or run any kind of a state thing. No. It's and easier it, to just get somebody in there and do this. And you also don't want to have to go to all four other siblings and say, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you oh, want this? What a pain. Believe me, I, I won't even get into that. Right. But uh, so we had gotten what we wanted out of there, and then the realtor suggested this guy who runs one of these thrift shops. Smells like R. Kelly sheets. But it was, was 99 cents. Was it Macklemore? It was Macklemore. Uh, but this guy, uh, he calls me and goes, hey, look, uh, we can definitely make money off this some of this stuff in here, uh, but we do have to throw things away as well, so that's going to offset the cost. How about we give you $250 for everything that's in there? Which uh, sounds like a low ball, but again, it's like... We don't have the time or the energy to do this ourselves, and this guy's going to clean the whole place out. Right. And, and for and we get $250. Well, that was a month and a half ago. This guy keeps avoiding me for the $250. And oh, I'm really? Like, yeah. And I'm like, it's not, you know, $2,500. It's $250. You made more of that uh, back with that uh, big giant hutch I gave you. Yeah, right. You know? Right. I just, uh, I don't, and you know, and the excuses, it's in the mail, or I, I'm sorry, uh, I overshot. You know, yeah. it's like three excuses from this guy. It's like a bunch of shysters. You know, th that's the hard thing about dealing with something from 1,300 miles away. You, you don't know have, who you're dealing with at all. Right. And I don't really want to travel down there because right. I don't want to travel. And you uh, don't want to go, you know, you don't want to travel down there. And the only thing where you're going to get your 250 bucks is to go there with a tire iron and yeah. give them a tune up. And spending how much on a plane ticket just to get two hundred fifty bucks? Back. Well, it is, it is the other part. Now, but so, is the house clear? The house is clear. It's uh, it's ready to go. The closing is tomorrow. So uh, well, you know what? I mean, you could look at it this way. At least it's clear. It's not. It's not like you took the two hundred fifty dollars and didn't do anything. And didn't do anything. No, but I mean to avoid somebody for such a small amount of money, which yeah. isn't even like a taxable amount. It's not even like. I have to fill out a 1099 or anything because it's only $250. I think when it comes to you know clearing out a house like that in, a, in the situation you're in, you know, the peace of mind that, okay, you know what, the, the work is done, mm -hmm. it's clear, the house can sell, you know, we'll, we'll make up that money in the sale of the house. Right. You know, at, at, maybe that's the only way you can look at it because this guy you may be chasing for years and never get any satisfaction that's, out of him. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a shame that people are, uh, are dirtbags like that, but- Shysters, man. Shysters. At least you're selling the house. Yes. That's Thank the good God thing. it'll be done. It's 828. We have news next to Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. This Sunday the 31st, the Pats take on the Chargers in L.A. This is Carla Cazenzi reminding you not to miss the Volvo Cars Pioneer Valley Patriots pregame show. Pregame at 1, kickoff at 4.05. Patriots football on Rock 102 is brought to you in part by Clinical and Support Options, Country Bank, Hangar Pub and Grill, Leah Auto Group, the law office of Rafer Pellegrino. The Pats are on Rock 102. They're on Rock 102. The Northampton Coca-Cola plant is hiring full-time positions, earning up to $24 per hour with overtime opportunities and excellent benefits. Coca-Cola of Northampton is currently hiring forklift drivers, machine operators, maintenance mechanics, QA technicians, electricians, wastewater operators, and boiler operators. Coca-Cola of Northampton is looking for great people to join the team in Northampton. Visit careers.coca-colacompany.com and search Northampton. 
Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Ford of Enfield. Used trucks and SUVs are bringing a premium price in the marketplace, and we are throwing the guidebooks out the window to purchase your vehicle today. We need your vehicle now and we'll pay you top dollar towards the purchase of any new or pre-owned vehicle or just buy it from you. I have been saying this for years, no one will pay you more for your trading than I will, period. And now I'll pay you even more. So bring your vehicle to Family Ford today. Route 190 in Enfield. Give yourself the gift of a new car. We've transformed our dealership into a winter wonderland and with more inventory than any dealer in Western Mass. Lease a 2022 Ionic Hybrid SE for just $298. All on these come with three years of complimentary maintenance and America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and owner assurance. Break free from your insurance and car payments. Get extra holiday cash. I'll pay you more whether you trade it or not. GaryRomeHoney.com, 150 Whiting Farms Road, Holyoke. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Christopher Vialli, president of Cambridge Credit Counseling. So many of my friends have come up to me to say, I hear you all the time on Rock 102. What do you actually do to help people? We help hardworking Americans that are living somewhat paycheck to paycheck and not really able to save for emergencies. We help them pay down their credit card debt much faster while saving them money. How do we do that? It's very easy. Every creditor has benefits they're willing to extend if that consumer is working with a nonprofit agency like Cambridge. Those benefits are primarily reduced interest rates and lower payments. A consumer makes one payment per month to Cambridge and we pay the accounts on your behalf. With the lower rates in place, so much more of your money goes toward the balance, allowing you to pay off the debt much, much faster. Millions of consumers have used these programs successfully. It's a safe and proven way to pay down debt. Call us to learn more. 1-800-CAMBRIDGE. It's 832 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The West Springfield Police Department is asking for the public's help in identifying a man who they describe as sexually threatening. Why? Because he's so damn hot? Ooh, look Ooh, at that. there you go. Are you a parking ticket? Because you got fine written all over you. He makes me nervous. How you doing? Investigators say the suspected man was allegedly involved in an incident that took place at a local business on Wednesday afternoon in West Springfield. The suspect was reportedly seen arriving and departing in a 2000 to 2005 red Chevy Monte Carlo. Ooh, grandpa car. Yeah, that'll be easy to find since it's probably the only 2005 Monte Carlo still on the road. Yeah, I went to a, a car show a couple of years ago up at the uh, the soldier's home. Right. They had uh, one of those uh, you know, events going on. Uh, for to raise money, obviously for the soldiers' home, and, sure. uh, and one of the cars on display was an '89 Olds Cutlass, and that and was it's supposed like, to be used. Well, this is a classic <laughs> car now. If you think about it, is it a classic cars are deemed classic at I think 20 to 25 years old. I'm not really sure how that whole yeah. uh, antique thing works, but uh, <laughs> it's like, but it was in it was actually in like mint condition, and I'm like, man. You imagine someone taking all the time and care and energy to make sure that that car looks perfect every single time it goes on the road? If you think about it, there's got to be one car for every car that's ever been made that has been preserved in a way where it looks like it's still brand new. No matter what the model of the car is or what. Oh, I know. Like a like a 97 Ford Festiva. Somebody's Ooh. got one of those out there that's in mint condition. I bet. You know, when I was a kid, this is probably like second or third grade, we had a, uh, you know, the show and tell thing. You know, you bring something in and you say, you oh, this, oh, yeah. this is the thing that I got and uh, you can look at it. Uh, please don't touch. And uh, and that was it. That was show and tell. There was one girl in my class whose parents 
had just bought a totally brand spanking new 1975 AMC Pacer. Damn. You want to talk about a sweet cherry what, vehicle. Wasn't that the Wayne's World car? I don't remember if the Pacer was the Wayne's World car, but it was. Let me tell you something. That she, her mom brought that car to school, and we were like, "Ooh, and ah, and wow! Look at, look at those yeah. white walls." That's that's exactly what the Wayne's World. That was uh, Wayne Campbell's ride. Yeah, it World. looked very much like a fishbowl on wheels. Yeah, pretty cool looking though. Yeah, but that's but if you had, you don't see them on the road today because I believe ninety nine percent of them were undrivable after five years. But nevertheless, that would be a car that if you saw it now, you go, "Wow, look at that! I can't believe someone." Restored or kept uh, an AMC Pacer working in in, in in drivable condition. That's amazing. It is. It's a breathtaking vehicle. Show and tell. I had uh, we had show and tell, and uh, I never really had anything interesting to bring in. No, nobody did except and, uh, the AMC Pacer. Still the best one I've ever seen. We did have a uh, we did have a dog show where uh, my sister uh, showed up with our dog. Uh, so I could present it to the rest of the kindergarten class. Right. Because my siblings were all much older than me and were able to drive and all that stuff. Sure. I was the accident of the family. Anyway. Uh, I find that very hard to believe. Brought my uh, my, my two dogs, uh, who were who were in fact mother and son, right? No kidding. And uh, so my dog had, uh, had, uh, had promiscuous sex with the golden retriever up the street. I see. Yes. And then she wound up being getting pregnant with... Uh, six puppies, uh, five of which we uh, we gave away to a shelter. Sure. And uh, one we kept, uh, her son. Uh, and then, uh, after a couple of years, the son had relations with his mother. Oh, my God. And had five puppies. This is the most perverse conversation we yeah. have ever had. It is. That is disturbing. And... Uh, they they were a little off those puppies. Uh, I think y- yeah. uh, they were a little uh, they're not right in the head. Oh my god! And is... uh, so we gave away those uh, to a shelter to which the uh, woman uh, yelled at my mother: "Incest! Incest!" Steve, this is the most disturbing story I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I'm, it was I'm... the uh, it's the, it was the original Pornhub scenario. No, it just yeah. no, 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 no. So I, uh, at a, ki- a kindergarten... Bad news guy. Bad well, news uh, guy. Uh, she's already had two sets of puppies. Uh, <sighs> uh, she had she had a bunch of puppies, and then we had one puppy that uh, is now the dad of other five oh. other puppies, and uh, I was the hit of the kindergarten uh, dog show. I'm getting a headache. <laughs> this was The best part the about show, this The is, show was going so well. It's 100% true. There's nothing in that story that is not real. Listen, I'm sure that in the animal kingdom, uh, there are all kinds of species out there where, you know, cross-breeding happens. I, I'm sure of it. I, I, I'm, I'm just yeah. for the, the uh, believe, you know, uh, propagation of the species itself. Sometimes these things may seem necessary, I, but... Yeah, for for us human folk, it, it's just a perverse uh, aberration. I think it's allowed in Arkansas. Or, it's uh, not really allowed Alabama. in Arkansas. It's yeah. just a bunch of people not following the rules of society. Well, either way, uh, that was my first uh, taste at uh, presenting people. Wow, uh, presenting things like, oh, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a great uh, speech guy one day. If anyone ever asks uh, us to have our own show and tell mm-hmm. on this show, I I want. One of the two of us to say no. Yeah, well, because okay, I don't, I don't. 
I don't know how much worse I can hand I can handle. I already did show and tell with uh, the size of my dog's uh, member. I remember that? And I, all yes. These people but that were was asking. not a, that was not a competition. As well. It wasn't like I had to show you something that was almost as <laughs> remarkable as that. Nobody could compete with that anyway. Sadly, that's that true. Was the whammer jammer. What is it about uh, you and dogs that just makes everyone so damn uncomfortable? I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Uh, TSA officers at Bradley International Airport stopped a man from carrying a loaded handgun onto his flight on Tuesday. During the security screening, the TSA uh, officer on site detected a loaded 22 caliber firearm along with a magazine containing six rounds in the man's backpack. Connecticut State Police came to the airport during questioning and found that the man did not have a gun permit. Uh, they also, uh, the Florida resident claimed to not know that the firearm was in his backpack and police arrested the man on a state charge for attempting to circumvent security. How do you not know what is in your carry-on luggage? I don't know. The TSA uh, Federal Security Director for Connecticut, William Constos, said, uh, saying you didn't know the firearm was in your bag is not an excuse. Responsible gun owners have permits and should always know where their firearm is at at all times. Passengers who are traveling with firearms need to have a permit and declare it with the airline. I mean, do you really think that there's anybody in the TSA that's going to buy the excuse of, of you saying, well, how did that get in there? How did my gun accidentally find itself in my carry-on luggage? If you're carrying a gun for protection, you know that you're carrying a gun. For Even protection. if you're not carrying it for protection, like you're just, you know, you're just looking to fly with it. I would think that you'd probably look in your carry-on luggage and say, "Ooh, I got to take that out of there." Uh, I got yeah. I got to put I got to take that out of the bag before I get to the airport. Yeah, I uh I wouldn't uh I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this guy is uh, has any kind of uh, you know great intelligence level. Oh, well, I didn't know it was in there. I didn't know you couldn't fly with it. You know, my wife packed my bag this morning, and uh, you know she usually packs my guns f for work. All right, you know maybe I could see a setup where like an angry wife may pack your gun in a backpack. By the way, backpacks aren't normally big enough to put like a like a like an assault rifle in there, right? I mean that's. Well, I guess if you took it apart, you could. I suppose. And then but you got to put it back together. Yeah, he's got time uh, for that when you're on vacation. Yeah, nobody. Nobody, really. I'm taking my gun with me everywhere I go. But I'll forget it when I get to the gate. <laughs> the superintendent of an Eastern Kentucky school district said appropriate disciplinary action has been taken after photos surfaced showing students giving lap dances to staff as part of Hazard High School's homecoming week festivities. Homecoming a little, taking a little too literally. Uh, that's right? really turning the tables. During uh, Hazard High School's homecoming week festivities, students and staff took part in the man pageant and costume day on Tuesday. Uh, photos that were subsequently taken down from the athletic department's Facebook page showed students in underclothing giving lap dances to faculty and staff, including Hazard High School principal Donald Happy Mobellini. That's his name? Donald, yeah, it's his nickname, Happy. Happy? Yeah. Happy because of the lap dance, or right. are there other reasons? I would guess uh, now he, well, he's not oh, so happy now. Good. Um, exactly what is going on here, y'all? Come on, Hazard. Nima Brewer, co-founder of Education Adv Ad Advocacy Group KY120 uh, United, wrote Tuesday night in a tweet that showed the photos, Get It Together. Other photos on the athletics page were later taken down, showed female students dressed up in Hooters outfits, as well as students and staff appearing to paddle one another. How, what is going through the mind of an adult that says this is appropriate? 
What? I don't get that. I don't, you're, you're, I don't get that you, either. But especially a person who's licensed to take care of children. Right. And especially uh, a teacher who would know that any inappropriate action on their part could mean the end of their career and their, uh, you know, their retirement and everything else. What I don't understand is you know, I'm thinking of I'm trying to think of all the teachers I had in my high school. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single teacher I'd want to have a lap dance with. Oh, I could. To think, give or receive. I could think of two. We had this wretched old lady who was an English teacher. Like, she was, uh, she smoked a lot of cigarettes. You could tell that she drank a lot. You right. Know, she had the baggy eyes. She just looked like an old catcher's mitt. Right. And Like uh, a wallet. And she retired my, uh, my sophomore year. And then my junior year, wow. They hired, uh, they hired Miss Spinoza. Really? Yeah. Miss no Spinoza kidding. was only like twenty-two, and they we're know. all like, we're seventeen, eighteen years old. Like, of course, she's we're we're gonna be attracted to her. You know, she was a she was a good-looking lady, uh, but nobody ever uh, nobody ever did. She never did any lap dances for us. Uh, that's although probably, we would have liked to have had those. That's probably for the best, though. Sandra Coombs, uh, yeah, hot for teacher. Uh, superintendents of hazardous independent party. schools said, told the Courier Journal District that hey, they have a, a tradition of excellence in academics and everything we do, but the incident is being investigated, and once the investigation is complete, appropriate action will be taken. Let's do a pole dancing class. I don't think that's even in the uh, the handbook of of classes you could choose. What the, uh, the stripper stripper pole? Uh, yeah, pole dancing. Well, we used to do square dancing. That's different. That was just as sexy and dirty as pole dancing. Square dancing is the least sexy dancing there is. Going up to the middle and back, do-si-do. Oh, no, that's the do-si-do. That's the hottest part. No, it's not. That's where you swing her around. God, I hate it. Swing your partner around and around. End of the night, (laughs) she's going down. Uh, Let's see. Uh... A woman, what? <laughs> We're talking about sexy square dancing. Hey, <laughs> sexy, you could make a sexy dance out of anything. Uh, yeah, you could. We I did suppose. Uh, there was a story over the summer about a woman in New Zealand who got a COVID test and found a tiddlywink she shoved up her nose as a kid, and apparently this is more common than we realized. A 23-year-old woman in Georgia named Hama, Hannah Hamilton, you just posted a TikTok video, after she found a decorative bead she shoved up in her nose 20 years ago. Come on. She had a sinus infection and was really congested. She thought that she had a huge booger in one of her nostrils, but no matter how hard she blew, it wouldn't come out. For 29 years? Yeah. So instead of seeing a doctor, she bought a tiny earwax camera sho- to shove up her uh, nose and see what was going on. You can buy an earwax camera? I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. She eventually saw something crusty up there with a little section of blue peeking through, and that's when an old memory came flooding back. When she was three years old, she shoved a blue bead up her nose and never told her parents. It was one of those colorful beads you make necklaces with, and she'd gone two decades without realizing it was there. People on TikTok thought she was lying and wanted proof, so she posted footage from the earwax camera that shows her yanking the thing out. She said it was very painful. Oh, my God. I mean, I, don't you think after a certain period of time when your head's rattling around like a Yahtzee cup that you tell a doctor? Mm, probably not. I would tell a doctor. I said, listen, I, uh, I may have done something very stupid as a child. I think I got something in my nose. Yeah, I, I don't know how you go that long without, 
without noticing I, something listen, like that. Listen, I, if I got a booger in my nose, I'm going in. I'm going in. You have to. You got to get it out somehow. Exactly. If regular uh, blowing my nose doesn't doesn't cut it, we're uh, we're going spelunking. I'm really interested in the earwax cameras because that's like one of those things that drives me nuts that I'll never be able to do is look inside my own ears. I know you don't know what's going on. You know up what I mean, there. I always get jealous of the doctor when he puts the little thing up to my ear and then looks through it. I'm like, yeah. how do you see in there? I can't see. You know, they never let you look in someone else's ears with that thing. I would like to look in someone's ears. I have never looked inside someone's ear before. Either ever. have I. Yeah, not that I want to. No, but I'm a little curious but I as to what, at, what I'm looking for. I'd like to be able to get the camera to look inside my own ear and see what's going on in there. Uh, what do you What do you got? You got a wax party going on here? Why couldn't there be an app you could download that uh, that syncs up with a Bluetooth to that to little uh, ear thingy? There probably is. That's what this camera probably... I'm, I'm telling you what, that would be very cool. Going shopping on Amazon today. Next time I go for, uh, in for a, uh, a physical, I'm going to ask my doctor, hey, does this exist and can I download it? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It is uh, 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Trivia is back at the Nines. Visit the 99 Restaurant every Thursday night in the bar for 59-cent bone-in wings and to play trivia for a chance to win 99 gift cards and other great prizes. The 99. All Rock, it's 852. And the Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 56. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 55. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners going to get a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in uh, Hamden. Pizza with the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. So check your stats or go with your guts and play uh, Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool from Northeaster Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna change your costume now for the uh, the party you're doing on Saturday, uh, you know, to a, like a wounded soldier. I'm you know what that's it, it that's not a bad idea. Kind of uh, going back and forth. I've got I got three costumes mm-hmm. that uh, that I've been kind of circulating for the last several years. Mm-hmm. Remember when I uh, first took this event away from you a yes, few years ago? Yes, I do. Uh, um, actually, five years ago, but that's okay. Well, I've got three costumes, yeah. and uh, one I've worn twice, but it's a really good costume. Right. And that's the uh, my Pope costume. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I got a staff. I got the big miter on my head. That's an awesome one. I also got one I've only worn once. Uh, it was a it was a full body suit uh, dressed like He Man, with like uh, the blonde haired wig and, and a muscle suit. Makes me look enormous. I could wear that, but I may. I also have a uh, a Devo costume with the full body uh, yellow suit and the the flower pot energy dome. And I'm really torn. You know, which one is going to be the easiest to walk around in with a crutch? Yeah, which one? I don't know. I I, I may have to try all three. One to see if my COVID weight allows me to wear it, and then two. Yeah, how how difficult is it going to be to be with a crutch? Because you got to, I got to get up on the stage. I got to get off the stage. That's going to be very, very difficult in my condition. Yeah, and since I'm usually your crutch on this show, uh, I don't know how oh, you're going to be you, standing the whole night. How are you going to stand for two hours oh, by yeah, yourself? You're absolutely huh? right. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yes, no, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really struggling to decide what I want to want to do. Now, I, do you have to get into a costume for your little uh, thing? Oh, I already got mine. What are you doing? I don't know if I should say. 
Well, I just exposed what I was going to do. What are you going to do? I have a costume that I'm going to wear. Something you made on your own? No, uh, it's something that, uh, you know, now that I have this girlfriend, uh, we're going to be wearing a uh, matching uh, outfits. Uh, really? Uh, yes, yes. Because that's wow. what you do when you, you know, get involved with somebody who you uh, really like and you don't care what you look like yeah, yeah. to other people. Yeah, you know that's what, what I mean? that's what happens in, you know, early uh, relationships. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And That's... if you want to see it, you should come to the party at 7B's this Saturday night from 8 to 11. Or you could go where the fun is and go to a... <laughs> no, you go to the Rumble fun at 7 at the friendliest bar in the Pine Room. Now, is this, a, is this one of those uh, you know, couples costumes that uh, you, know, you couldn't have one without the other? Right. It's a, it's a pair. It's a, it, you have to have both. Are you... Uh... See, I, I'm I'm hesitant to even make a guess at what at what it could be because you know there's so many of these couples costumes. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, it's the uh, the Incredibles. The Incredibles. I'm going as the big strong guy, and uh, she's going as the Elastic Girl. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. She wears the costume way better than I do, though. Oh, I, I don't, don't, I don't know, had... Steve. I mean, you know, he. He was barrel, you know, Mr. Incredible was kind of barrel-chested like you are. Uh, barrel-chested, but without the diabetes stomach. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, you must have to shoot yourself with insulin three times a day, yeah, don't that, you? That's my superpower. I'm yeah. able to process insulin yeah. in a proper way. <laughs> I'm, able to, I'm able to eat a whole candy bar without uh, changing my sugar level. Yeah, rather than like kryptonite, I, yeah. I suppose like... Uh, like right. <laughs> like like a, a healthy pancreas is your kryptonite. But uh, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, there I'm you gonna, go. I'm going to do it. And, you know, that's the first time I've ever done that. A couple's costume? I've never done... Like, my costumes usually suck anyway. Like, uh, they're usually bad costumes. You know? Uh, yeah. Like, now, like I, I was... You know, the the one... Uh, the year before you stole the uh, Halloween party away from me. Yeah. The one was... Uh, I was Billy Mays. Remember Billy Mays? I do remember Billy. Yeah. The late Billy Mays. And I put uh, a little a little uh, flower on my nose because he died of a cocaine overdose. Sure. And, uh, and I had the OxyClean shirt on and everything. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Um, we've, we have never done that. Uh, where we've won, I mean, we've we've gone as the same thing. Yeah, yeah. we we haven't uh, haven't done that. But yeah, good for you, Jack, for doing something cute. What? I no, mean, it's, adorable. It's, a, it's adorable. It's adorable. I haven't it's, done it's, cute things in a very long time. I deserve to do cute things again. Listen, I'm happy that you found uh, that you found your boo thing. Is that a boo thing or is she still a bay? Which one's the difference? It's a boo. It's She's a boo, boo thing. thing. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you, man. I, listen, I'm happy for you. It, it's it's nice that you've been able to find someone that you feel comfortable dressing like a jerk in public. I, I can't somebody I can't believe I found somebody who actually wants to be hanging around with me for well, more than uh, twenty minutes at a time. Frankly, Steve, we're all yeah. kind of surprised. Yeah, everybody, everyone around the office, yeah. all talking about it. But it, anyway, uh, come to Seven B Saturday night. Uh, I know you want to go to the Rumble Seven B Seven B Rumble Seven B Springfield Street and Chicken B Seven B uh, nine to nine to eleven. One hundred ten to two hundred two eight to eleven on Saturday. It's 8.58 on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on all things in the Pioneer Valley. Restaurants, outdoor activities, oil changes, dog washes, and more. Go to rock102.com and pick up something to make your life better at our Shop 30 store. Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month per line. No contracts, no added taxes or fees. Includes nation.